Welcome to On Twos. This is season two, the Pixar edition. Uh, this week is a very special week for me and me only. It's because we're doing cars. I'm here with my partner in crime, Nathan Talon. Nate, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. It's been a little bit since we've been able to record. I moved. Yeah. I had a couple busy weeks. Yep, you um, moved. I went back home for a couple weeks, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so now we're finally getting back on track. Yeah, uh, with this with this movie, good. and you're right, it is special uh, just for you. Um, <laughs> excited to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to get back to this. Because we we've craving. always been on opposite sides of the fence for this one, and I'm curious, before we, you know, dive into it and kind of break stuff down, are you, do you still kind of feel that way or after watching it? Are you like, what? I think we're on, so let's picture like a chain link fence, okay? We're on opposite sides of it, but we're we're at we're at the fence looking at each other. Gotcha. Where okay. I don't think I don't think it's great at all, but I oh. think I think it's good, and I think it's fun. But it, I definitely don't think it touches the other ones, especially those before it. Okay. I, and I honestly, mean, I definitely think it's better than a Bug's Life, but I I'd say I'd say it, I'd say it's on a Bug's Life for me, like on that tier. Okay. For me, no, it's it's, it's probably of like the. Like, I don't think it's probably in the top 10 Pixar movies, but I think it's on my, I just looked at my list today and then I have it at 11 and I feel pretty comfortable. Um, there is uh, one thing I wanted to talk to you about. Okay. So there's a character in the movie. Uh-huh. And I guess it, I guess his name in real life is that, but his name's Guido. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that's like a derogatory Italian name. Slur. Well, I looked at I looked at this and because I was like oh obviously I have the cast and everything of like who voiced who and the guy who voices Guido his name is Guido yeah it's like Guido and he's like a sound engineer or something he's yeah. some sort of engineer so it's like they named it after him I guess you know yeah I don't know what the what the background behind that I mean did were you gonna add anything on to no, I would literally was just going to bring it up. It's like, is this problematic? Or are we going to have to watch what we say? <laughs> oh, I can't imagine. So, I mean, that's the dude's actual name. Hey, we, yeah, we have it out there. That's all I wanted to do. So when we mention the character, yeah. it's just, that's what, that's what his name is. Yeah. Longest Pixar movie. How does that make you feel? Is it really? Still? Yeah. yeah. It's right a little under two hours, right? Hour 57? Yeah, I don't know if there's a Pixar movie over two hours. Oh. That's why is I, I think it's the longest, huh. um, which is interesting that I had to sit through this. Fr- no, I'm kidding. The car slander stops here. Yeah. Okay. I honestly, like I was sitting there and I started watching it again. And at the, the beginning, I'm totally in for, but there's certain things where I'm like, oh boy, maybe this doesn't age well. You know, like Mater as in general, I think you could absolutely just not like that character and think it's a just a stereotype but you know there's a lot of stereotypes the whole for sure stereotypes for For sure sure. um but as it went along i just kind of fell in love with everybody again i I thought you know what they freaking i love i yeah i feel now i remember why i like this movie so much when i like the beginning's interesting and it's fun and i love just at first glance what the world is um I have so many questions. So many. 
<laughs> and we can get into that too because I yeah. literally like I talked. I think we had a conversation about this before. Because <laughs> well, you know, I always I'm obviously always picking stuff apart, like in Monsters Inc. or in uh, Toy Story is the easy. So like, what toys are alive and which ones aren't? Um, yeah, Cars is just you That's just gotta look at it what, for what it, what's on the surface with here. These Pixar, <laughs> these Pixar worlds, these Pixar worlds, you always have questions, right? For sure. the most part, you understand how they work. Like I still have no freaking idea. <laughs> so there's it's only cars, but then there's also planes, right? Yep. And then if you're a tractor, you're just forced to be a cow. Yeah, and like our boats, like are those alive or do you just... Do we see those in the sequel? Because I haven't seen any of the sequels. I've seen both the sequels, but I've only seen both of them once. And honestly, I, I don't remember. Because I think Cars 3 is more like Cars 1 from what I've heard. And Cars 2 is like a spy adventure, which I'm yeah, excited to Cars... watch this train wreck. Honestly, I'm, I'm kind of excited. You know, when, whenever a movie just gets kind of shamed to death... Um, I kind of want to give it a second glance, you know, because it's notoriously everybody's least favorite Pixar movie. So I kind of want to watch it again just to to kind of relive it because I've only seen it once. And I think that there's just been so much hate over the years that I haven't really given it a second glance. Um, it's just an interesting place to take this story. It's like, yeah, Cars 1, super successful. What are we going to do next? Let's take them on a spy adventure. Weird. Cause, well, because cool they because saw it's in, it's in Europe is where it's placed so that's kind of neat because yeah. they kind of flirt with that in this one um but yeah cars 3 is kind of going back to the roots but um i didn't like it really at all <laughs> i think i think what what went with the cars franchise is they saw where they made their money mm -hmm. and with pixar stuff a lot of the times you see um you know, they sell a lot of merchandise. I mean, Toy Story, it's like, yeah, they just freaking sell the toys out like crazy. But like Cars, for some reason, the merchandising on Cars is crazy. Yep. So that's yep. why you Broke see them. So many, yeah, I was reading, I think the same thing you did. And I saw that it in like, so we're talking five year period from the time the movie came out to five years after it got like 10 billion bucks in merchandise, which is nuts. But honestly, I freaking, it's, I think I'm just so nostalgic for this movie because it was like right when I became um, an uncle, you know, at the time my nephew Landon was maybe two or three, I think. And this was his favorite movie and he had a car's chair. He had all that stuff. So it's like, not only did I see it in theaters and enjoy it and my parents and everybody did, but you know, I, I lived it um, kind of through him as well, just because I never, I couldn't escape it. It was his favorite freaking movie. And Life Is a Highway was on the radio every goddamn day of the week, so it's really you couldn't escape this movie. And I think that's partially where a lot of the hate comes from. Well, yeah, because I remember, because uh, my my exposure to the movie is I watched it because we like I think I brought this up before. Mm -hmm. we would have like family movie night like all the time and this was one of the family movies i didn't see it in theaters we just rented it and watched it and i think i haven't seen the movie all the way through since then when i was 10 years old or 11 years old okay for some reason it wasn't i was like yeah that was fun and then so that's why i play up my hate is because i just didn't really care for it to begin with so i have nothing to lose mm -hmm. um but i mean it's fun i can see why kids like it it definitely has great characters in it. Um, it's just for me, um, 
it really is like it just it drags a little bit and like I was like as soon as he gets to the area for some reason man I'm like because Lightning it's like I'm introduced to all these new characters Lightning McQueen sucks until the freaking he's a a major jerk and honestly I I was thinking about like because I was going through the categories and I was thinking like best line honestly he's got a burn that's so genuinely mean that I considered it for the best line of the movie spit it my way dude when it's when he fixes well the first attempt at fixing the road and sally's just her jaws on the floor and she says it looks terrible and he's like well it matches the rest of the town (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh my god that's the meanest thing i've ever heard in my life (laughs) hey respect Uh, but yeah it's just like it takes a while for it to get into okay now we're having fun again yeah we're having fun and it's like and then i i don't know i just feel like for me even watching it it was crazy like i was like man he really is here for a long time before he's there for a whole week so they really don't glance over it you know if we pretty much get like almost every day that he's there something different happens um but i think you know for me um I, it kind of that's that's partially what I really like about it is because since we're there for so long, uh, we get to spend a lot of time with the people in the town, and um, I don't know. I think that the one of the shining things about this movie is all the really uh, good side characters, and I think we get more time with these uh, people in this one than we do normally in the other ones. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no. Okay, budget 120, box office 462 mil. Uh, merchandise 85 zillion dollars up until this point in time. Uh, came out um, June 9, 2006. Nathan Talon was uh, 10 years old, ripe age of 10. Um, directed by John Lasseter again. He's sit- sitting down in the director's chair again to bring this one to us. Cast, I mean, we got Owen Wilson, Bonnie Hunt, Paul Newman, Larry the Cable Guy, Tony Shalhoub, Cheech, George Carlin, yep. Rickin' Michael Keaton, John Ratzenberger. I Dale think Michael Bernard Keaton's Jr. really good, actually. He is good. Yeah, he is freaking good. I didn't slimy. know it was him. Yeah. Yep. That's what's great. Um, but yeah, good cast. Good cast. Owen Wilson, you know, good for him. Good. He does a great job, too. Honestly, I like I kind of uh, other than all the what the Wes Anderson stuff that he's in, um, and some of the the bad Ron comedies. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I really kind of attach his voice to Lady McQueen. I really? don't know, man. It's weird how I just feel like this movie really has a staple on the culture. Like uh, rewatching it, I was writing down a lot of the lines. I'm like, holy crap! I used to say this stuff every day. Mm-hmm. Like honestly, script wise, I think that this just the dialogue itself. Uh, you can think what you want just about the, you know, the lessons and morals of the story and everything. But just from a dialogue perspective of people talking, there's a lot of really good lines in this movie. Uh, they're pretty clever. There's but, good exchanges for sure. Yeah. Yep. All right. I got nothing for trivia or anything. I didn't really see any much. I mean, it was based on after Bugs Life is when they started kind of thinking about this movie. Um, yeah, I read that it was uh, the original. The yellow car. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And it was going to be about an electric car living in a world of machines that use gas and stuff. Um, but the idea got scrapped due to uh, they chose Toy Story 2. Great decision. He said, they said, well, what if we say F the electric car? I say, let's just make it for a lamb southerners, baby. NASCAR. Yep. And that's what we get, baby. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Lightning okay. frickin' McQueen. I think that great name, by the way. I oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of good stuff here. Chick Hicks. Good stuff. Good Guido. stuff. Guido. Guido and Luigi. Those are those are my two favorites. Oh, yeah, that's, a, I mean, spoiler alert, those are for <laughs> sure my favorite side characters. They uh, they cracked me up. Um, but do we dive into it? What do you think? Let's dive into it, man. Okay, so I don't, start... I don't think we can, I can survive another four-hour one, so. Hey, me neither, so <laughs> we'll see where this takes us. Okay, so movie starts, black screen, right? And we're hearing Lightning McQueen talking himself up. You know, he's saying speed, speed, I am speed. And then we're getting a little flash of a racetrack. Well, cuts back to him. He's just talking yeah, to himself. True. Pitch black, for sure. You know, and he's saying, oh, you know, he's just pumping himself up. But I think that it's really just the, to reveal his name being Lightning McQueen. He ends his whole thing with saying, I am lightning. And you hear two knocks on whatever. And somebody says, hey, lightning. You know, it's time. And then the door slowly opens and then the song kicks in. And you're like, oh, yeah, buddy. Very, very live, live action ask intro with the uh, inner cutting. That's stuff that you Honestly, see. Honestly, the editing often. in this movie, there's a lot of like like montages and there's kind of like some movie trailer sort of things. Well, one thing uh, that I thought was the, the whole time I was watching this from like an animation perspective is it must have been freaking hard, dude, to do cars like trap like i think that was the thing that they got from this movie more so than anything is conveying speed mm -hmm. like i'm not even talking about super fast but like every everyone's traveling at different speeds the race scenes as well it's like yeah. very interesting like i i would like to dive into it more and just see what they did to make make it because it plays off perfect like i never questioned that these weren't cars as mm -hmm. they were driving around you know um and it's just god like re recalibrating your brain because for the most part up until now most stuff they added in stuff to make it more like oh look at that's very toyish or hey this monster has four arms or whatever and they move like a snake but it's like this is stuff that's like hey you can kind of base it on reality a little bit now you got talking cars <laughs> freaking drift around corners while smirking and doing weird stuff like that so it's just very interesting from an animation perspective just this whole movie as a whole that's why i think i have so many questions when it comes to the world is because yeah no there's i mean there's some story <laughs> things where i'm just like okay if this is what happens or this is what you know it's like well i don't understand and anyway, that's why i think it's kind of it. more and why maybe it's lower on my kind of list and i don't think there's anything wrong with this yeah, but you see, and there is a lot of like adult jokes in this movie for sure, but they kind of where a lot of other Pixar movies, and I don't want to sound pretentious or anything, but like a lot of other Pixar movies, you can attach very smart, very kind of like okay, we can dissect this very high level thinking of the themes in this movie, and this is just hey, be a nice person, you know, mm -hmm. 
and and they don't it's very much for kids and i think for a good reason because they made 10 billion dollars on merchandise for this freaking would you say i mean i could be kind of completely wrong about this but um a movie that's a big hit that in general people are like yeah it's pretty good but it you know it's nothing crazy is it kind of like frozen to you in that sense yeah there are those very similar to you i guess honestly the soundtrack for this movie uh for me i think it's really really good it's kind of a it's a different direction um because normally they they rock the like the original score uh categories but in this one they're playing they're doing a lot of needle drops in this which is i think different for them but i think it works because they are cars and we see movies all the time where there's montages with songs going and i think that that's um a very tasteful choice for them to make. Yeah, and I'd I'd say I'd say the frozen comparison is very good. I just want to get it out there again. It's like I like this movie. I think it's fun. But when you think of Nate Talon and you think of Pixar, I'm ranking half of the Pixar movies as five stars. So anything that's not a five star is instantly like dang, you know. Yeah. That, that's a little disappointing. Um well, so Nathan, that's just where I'm at where Nathan Talon also kinda like likes to to have his heart broken, only to get fixed back together and in this one there's there's not really that you know it's pretty face value what everything that's going on here but Uh, i will say watching it would like they would introduce a character (laughs) and it's just just a little bit almost past that line on the stereotype category well that's how i felt you know i'm watching i'm like oh shit maybe this is not (laughs) aging and then as it went on i'm like oh i really like all of these characters exactly but But it's like like, at first i was like yeah i i I I may have been onto something with i felt like lightning mcqueen going off the side of the cliff at first um but no i think that they they reeled it in exactly exactly yeah it could have gone very very bad but they for sure you know i'm sitting there and i'm that's what i'm thinking with mater you know they do the the hardcore accent you know he's a little slow i'm thinking oh no is this you know should i enjoy this should i is this bad but i'm sitting here watching it with avery and you know avery's laughing it up and i'm like you know what this is yeah yeah mater's a good character yeah mater's good like and i was just overthinking it i think um but anyway but yeah, kind race, the, race. We're at the race. Yeah, this, uh, Cheryl Crow, real gone. Starts, starts the the freaking movie. I love this song. I'm gonna say it as many times as I can because it's freaking good. The ding, 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 ding. ding, ding. Anyway, um, it's Lady right. McCreen comes out, and you know there's cameras everywhere. We get a real feel for the entire racetrack, stadium thing that they're in. You know, it's filled. And we're seeing all different types of cars. We see that the the crowd is cars. And you're like, oh, okay. Very literal. Movie's called Cars. Everything in this bad boy is cars. Except for we'll get little flashes of something flying by, which I don't think was the smart thing to do. Um, It just raises more questions for me, honestly. Let's just, let wait, let's just jump on the grenade right now. So 9-11 after... (laughs) When do they say anything? Like, what What do you, you always bring this up. Cause I don't know. There's like someone mentioned, I saw this before and it made me think about it. Cause I think in Cars 2, but I haven't seen it. So I'm just, there's like TSA agents or something, right? There's mm-hmm. like some, so TSA came about after 9-11. So 9-11 happened. 
same thing with there's like world war ii veteran they're like mm-hmm. oh this is a veteran so there was yeah. like a car hitler as well, well. That, yeah they, well, that also means like there was well not because we're you're talking about literally just some of the worst events in human history that <laughs> happened but one of the characters Fillmore, is a is a hippie you know they that's kind of the stereotype that he's given and you know he talks about he literally they say hippie multiple times in the movie and somebody says man the 60s must not have been good for you so it's like okay so these are resembling real human events they're just in car form so vietnam happened as well Hey, here's the question I have is how do like baby cars get made? How does that's that whole thing. thing work? That's the thing too. And like, why do they need to sleep? Like, it's like he backs up into the motel. It's like, yeah. why? If like you get tired from not having gas, it's like put some gas in and then you're good. Well, that's, that's also a question. That's maybe the main question I have is like, how does gas work? It's like, it's like Be- how I, how I explain food? that away. Is it that's not how, food? That's how I explain it away is it's like food. And then but, oil well, would be like water. Because you got to keep oiling yourself up. So at first, I would think, yeah, that sounds right. But when Lightning McQueen escapes for the first time, he all of a sudden runs out of gas. Oh, yeah. And he's like, what the heck? And they're like, we, you know, while you were sleeping, we unfiltered gas. And it's like, so he wouldn't know that? How does that work? Would he just instantly fall asleep? Or like I don't maybe just maybe can't he move? was just too preoccupied that he didn't even think. Oh my freaking gas is on E! But like, how does he know? So at any moment, a car could just go like. What happens if you run out of gas? You know what I mean? You're just well, he, there. He runs out of gas. Imagine like imagine that life. You just run out of gas and you're just there. Can't move anywhere. You gotta you're get paralyzed. Told. You got to get towed. And then is that a violation of privacy, you know, because they're hooking on to you. Yeah. Mater, he's hooking on to you, baby. So many questions. Yeah, there's got to there, be There's more like a too. lot of like little things in this. Like, for example, the piston cup. It's like, how do you grab any of that stuff? You, you just don't. put it in your trunk. Is that like putting it in your body? That's kind of weird. Like, what do you do with stuff? Well, I think they're... They, the way they do stuff is like with their tires, right? Like their tires are their hands. Another question, rear view mirrors. If your eyes are the front of the car, like just the front windshield, how would you even be able to see the rear view mirrors? You know what I mean? Do, I feel like they should move them a little bit more forward. Do they even need to? Well, Maders talks about it, but that's how he drives backwards is because of his well, rear view mirror. That makes sense, though, because with tow trucks, with trucks and stuff, they do have weird mirrors. Mm-hmm. Kind of Which also doesn't answer the, the question of how all of a sudden Lightning McQueen can go backwards because he doesn't have any mirrors at all. It's all feeling, dude. I guess. Anyway. Does, so so does like porn exist? I, that's what I'm saying. Where do car babies come from? How does that work? Do you just go to the shop and say, this is what I want? I don't is know. it like robots? You ever see that movie? No, Maybe that's probably that like adopting or something. Is like, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. So many that, questions. Add that to the list for a future season is robots. Because I actually like that movie a lot. Robots is good. Robots is very good. Okay, continue. No more talking about theories. We'll discuss this in future Cars videos. Okay. So Hitler exists in the Cars universe. <laughs> immediately we're thrown from looking at the crowd automatically into the race and we get a feel that lightning mcqueen uh he is the new up-and-comer 
He is a guy, this is his rookie season. We learned that there are three cars tied um, going into this race that we're in, which is the final race of the season that will basically announce who wins the Piston Cup, which is kind of the big season-ending thing. Um, yeah, so there's three cars that are tied there. You got Lightning McQueen, who's the rookie. The rookie's never won. Uh, like the season, you know, full mm-hmm. It's going to be a big deal if he wins. Exactly. You got uh, the king, uh, who is kind of the old vet. He is sponsored by Dynaco, who's kind of like the big sponsor company. I love He's on all the commercials, and, you know, he's kind of like the main, um, I don't know. No, yeah, he's like, he's he's the guy that's going out. Like, he'd be like, like, uh, I'm not good with sports. I don't know. Like LeBron, you know? Yeah, I mean, I guess LeBron. LeBron in like 10 years. 10 years? He's not going to be playing 10 more years. Dude, LeBron's playing with his freaking son, dude. Well, would he have to wait 10 years? That's a long time. No, I think it's like five years. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, you know what I mean. Like it's towards yeah, the retirement. He's, he's the like, old he's still vet. Good. Yeah, he's like a like a wizard's Michael Jordan or something, or he's like an older Tim Duncan. No, he's like a Tim Duncan. He's a yeah. real, yeah, he's a real uh, noble guy, not a showboater. He just does things by the book. The back and forth of him and his wife is so good. I just it's so wholesome. He's color. He's blue. You know, I think they're very smart and kind of each guy has their own color. I'm surprised well, they didn't go yellow. Honestly, Dynaco blue. blue. Yeah. That's a big thing is because, like, when you're Dynaco, you're Dynaco blue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, I'm surprised it didn't go primary colors, but they went um, with green instead of yellow. Fine. Uh, the third person is Chick. Chick Hicks. Hell, and yeah. Just roast this dude, honestly. Not no wonder why he's so pissed off. But, like, they just really emphasize that he's always in second place. And, like... Even when they're, like, showing the promos, they're like, so in the rookie, you know, the vet, and the second place guy. And it's like, oh, my gosh, they couldn't even give him a nickname. No wonder he has such a chip on his shoulder, dude. I don't blame yeah. Chick. I love yeah. Michael Keaton, too, so I'm biased. Yeah. No. I hope he wins, dude. Anyway. Yeah. So going into this race, they're tied – uh, Lightning McQueen is, um, he's just flying through people, you know, left and right. And of course, Chick and the King are up in front. Um, Chick's, you know, he, he wants to win. He's kind of a jerk, but you know, like we said before, uh, it kind of makes sense why he's always coming second and people definitely give him a hard time about it. Um, but he's definitely one that is not afraid to cheat and he'll easily bump into you. And that's pretty much uh, what he does, you know, right off the bat, is that he knocks into Lightning McQueen, what I think. Is it cheating uh, or is it playing a little dirty? Uh, yeah, well. Because I don't I'll, know. Like, I think that's I'm a thing that I have. I'm not going to say it's cheating, but it's, you know, it's definitely. Scumbag. I mean, well, fuck, I'm a fucking Bad Boys fan, so what am I going to say? You know, he's definitely playing dirty by the rules that they're allowed to play with but he knocks lightning mcqueen mcqueen goes all the way to the back starts going and then he says you know what mcqueen's not making it into this race at all and he hits another car boom pile up happens cars are flying into each other looks so do like, they just die is that how cars works is they just die looks like the opening of freaking uh saving private ryan out here there's cars flying left and right 
I, you know, who knows what's happening if these things are making it out. Later, we see somebody say, we'll be back in, coach. I'm good. And he's just wrecked. Totally. He's just absolutely totaled. So you could just die. While who knows? Racing. But anyway, um, there's smoke everywhere filling the the speed track and it's not stopping lightning mcqueen he's flying through there's smoke everywhere he's making his way through he comes to um a spot where there's basically nowhere to go and there's two cars that you have one car just normal and then the other one is like on top of it upside down and he basically thinks oh i got it right here i'm gonna use that to springboard off and move my you know keep going on the race that's what he does he jumps onto the wheels of the upside down car and goes flying through the air. It's in slow motion. He gets a little tongue out, Michael Jordan style, winks at the crowd. There's some fans that go crazy. He's got a little sticker on the side of him. And, you know, when he winks, the light hits it just right and it'll shine his little lightning bolt on Ciao, you. Ciao, baby. Boom. There we go. So, Lane McQueen is back in the race. Chick's like, what the heck? Ooh. Also, when the race starts back up, I feel like there's a lot of cars still left. And I feel like if that were to actually happen, then there'd be like four Did you ever watch freaking NASCAR, dude? There's like 500 freaking cars on the track. I guess that's a good point because I'm not a big NASCAR guy. But also kind of in between um, these parts of the race, we also learned the Lightning McQueen likes to ride solo. He's fired his, all of his, what is his crew chief, isn't that what it's called? Yeah, he's pretty um, much got no one in his corner besides the guy that takes him places and his agent. Yep. Uh, and his agent doesn't even watch the races, so yeah. it's like that goes to show. But anyway, yeah, he's, you know, he doesn't even have a crew chief. He just has a crew to literally put gas in him and change his tires, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we see that Lightning McQueen has, he's basically avoiding um, going in to get his tires changed throughout you know there's a couple times he comes in and to get you know further ahead in the race to basically get a lap ahead he avoids changing his tires and his crew's yelling at him the whole time saying you know you gotta get your your tires changed you idiot you know they're they're pissed at him for sure um but yeah you know we kind of fast forward and we're uh, on the last lap of this race Lane McQueen is way ahead he like I said before he's a whole lap ahead and um, as he's going showboating um, he runs into a little bit of a hiccup uh, and this is one of those lines that's fried into my brain but he, he says chickered flag here I come and when he says come boom tire pops uh-oh so is that do you feel pain there because he seems fine honestly after it he just you yeah. know the mental pain so I don't know how cars works. So now the eyes open up. Everybody, everybody's crew is freaking out saying, go, go, go. McCreen's on the tire. So now, you know, we see Chick and we see King. Uh, they start revving their engines and they're going for him. They smell blood in the water. And then as McQueen's going, you know, he's on his final, uh, uh, what's it called? Corner. I don't It's not a corner. His final. Anyway, he's right there looking at it. He's looking at the finish line. Straight away. And boom, pops another tire. Now both of his back tires are out, and these guys are just flying, chasing after him. Um, It's built up some suspense only to find we don't know who won. It was too close to call. Yeah. So then we cut to a montage. 
and or not even a montage it's just literally we're watching the replay and the way that they film was kind of cool because they're showing all the different angles and it looks like we have a three-way tie where the king and chick are you know front of their cars are crossing the line at the exact same time and lightning mcqueen stuck his tongue out and it's at the exact same distance that their the other two cars were so hell yeah long tongue for lightning yeah. mcqueen baby yeah i respect it yeah do what you gotta do um yeah, and also I think like going away from this shot, I don't know why this is one that sticks with me, but I really like the shot after this where it goes from actually seeing the replay, like that takes up the whole screen, to seeing everybody watch it, and then security shows up. It's like we're the paparazzi watching, mm-hmm. and the you know they're trying to push us away. I'm like, oh, that's kind of it's kind of nice. No, I I agree. And then we go to an interview with Lady McQueen, and he's basically you know just completely full of himself. You know they're asking uh what uh you know is this what you planned why didn't you change it he's like oh yeah you know i just wanted to give the fans uh, a little sizzle and you know the whole time his career is just like sizzle what are you talking about you know he's like i ah, just you know when winning by a whole lap is is too easy uh, i had to give give the fans a show you know entertain them a little and basically they quit on him again this is the third time it's happened and he's like, oh, man, what am I going to do to find somebody who's able to put gas in me? Everybody's laughing. I'm like, wow, this guy's a freaking yeah. jerk. And then you get those two cars that drive up, and they put their heads lights up. And it's like, ha-ha, and they leave. That was like, very clever, Pixar. And then this is when we – here comes another good one. Uh, Chick comes up, and he says, man, lightning. That was some good racing out there. By me, he starts laughing <laughs> to himself. <laughs> so I think you know, just stupid stuff like that really uh, cracks me up. But the the counter is also pretty good because this is when Lightning McQueen calls him Thunder. Everyone's like Thunder, what? why are you call me Thunder? Because you know, Thunder always comes after lightning. And then the, you know, the cameras start going crazy, and then you hear Chick in the background talking to his crew. He's like Thunder, who, who came up with the Thunder thing? When did it, since when has this been up there? So. I, th- I think that that's, no, that, that's the smartest thing uh, Lightning does in the whole movie. Uh, so we then cut to the king kind of coming up and talking to Lightning McQueen. And he's basically telling him, you know, how talented he is. He says he's got more talent in one lug nut than other cars have in their whole body. But he's stupid. And, you know, he needs to get a good team around him. And while this is happening, Lightning McQueen goes into montage of him being the face of Dynaco, but it also is kind of a movie trailer in the same way. It looks like a Michael Bay It looks Bay like Cars trailer. 2 trailer. It does look like Cars 2. Yeah, he's like the star of an action movie, kind of. He's got, you know, he's flying, he's shooting missiles at things, you know, he's surrounded by all these, I don't know, it just looks like he's surrounded by money, and, you know, he wants to, he dreams of being the head of Dynaco and to be, you know, the guy who is maybe has to be in movies and is in commercials and, you know, just the complete center of attention. Mm-hmm. Um, or some may say the devil, um, Scientology. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Tommy uh, boy. Yeah. Well, anyway, he's completely daydreaming throughout this whole talk with the king and the king goes, they go their separate ways. Uh, but we're sitting there behind the curtain and before they reveal who, um, who won, because at this point the racers don't know yet. Um, and as they're sitting there behind the curtain, 
they're about to announce, you know, we hear the drum roll going, boom, Lightning McQueen shoots out before everybody. You say, we have a three-way tie. Ooh, not a good cringy, cringy. And then, you know, the king and chick come out, and chick even gives him a hard time. And he's like, oh, man, that must be real embarrassing. But honestly, I wouldn't worry about it. Because I didn't do it. And he starts <laughs> laughing again. So he's, uh, he's the man, honestly. <laughs> but they say that the next race will be a week from now, and it will feature just these three um, these three drivers, which is interesting. So, Because I think at the first race, they're doing 400 laps, and at the end, I think they're doing 200. So I don't know how actual races work and, like, if – has like a race like that ever happened where there's only like a handful of cars? I don't know. I can't. I don't know. I don't know. Where you're talking to the wrong guy. But I know there's races that are 400 laps. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Best race of all time, Ford v Ferrari. I felt like I was watching it, man. The way that they cut some of these race things together, I'm like, this is sick. <laughs> anyway. Um. As everybody's leaving, Chick basically leans over to Lightning McQueen and says, hey, first one to get – first one to get the – because the race is in California. Um, I'm not exactly sure where this one is at. Um, but anyway, uh, he basically says, first one to get there gets Dynaco all to himself, which has me scratching my head. Maybe you can kind of answer it for me. But, like, how would that work? Because I thought Dynaco is, like, the sponsor for the king, and, like, that's his – thing so even if you got there first why would you all of a sudden get but i don't know my guess is that if he gets there first he has the spotlight so it's like if he has a spotlight and then he wins then or like i don't know i didn't get it either it seems like like that seems weird to me like that they would you, you're fighting over something that's already on you so it's like you you get the nice stuff until King shows up and then you got to, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's face it. I don't know. That seems silly to me, but that's, you know, it becomes a thing in Lane McQueen's mind. That he, you know, he always wants to win. So he's like, Oh, I'm gonna get there first. You know, it'd be fine. I'm not worried about these fools. Um, I don't know if he runs in the Mac yet, but basically he's, he's put in a scenario. He's like, Oh, you know, you said you got to do it. He's like, Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> And then it cuts to, yes, 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 yes. And we get a promo for Rusty's, which is uh, like a bumper rust remover mm-hmm. um, thing that is what Blayton McQueen is sponsored by. Um, I, I love that edit, to be honest. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorites, just treading, going, no, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. You know, Blayton McQueen says this is a great product. Uh, good stuff. But basically, he's got to go into this huge tent where there's all these cars that are falling apart completely. Um, and you hear, you know, as he's slowly driving through the tent, you know, we everybody's freaking out. And uh, we hear people chamber in the background. Somebody says, oh, he's wicked fast. And I don't know why that seemed very Boston to me. Wicked. But anyway. Well, because that's what they say, dude. And, uh, yeah, you got, you know, I think he says something to somebody. He says, he knows my name. And then, like, this whole front drops off. Yeah. So you're getting some fun stuff like that. But uh, they basically, he gets up on stage in front of everybody. And, you know, they ask him, why don't you have any any headlights? He said, well, I'm a race car. 
and I don't need headlights because the track is always lit. And then the guy says, so is my brother, but he still needs headlights. And then, you know, they hit each other on the back and they're cracking up laughing. And then, you know, all the lights dim down and Lane McQueen gives his, it's just maybe the worst uh, speech I've ever seen because he completely doesn't want to be there. And it sounds like he's literally reading it off a teleprompter. Mm -hmm. Um, No effort at all. But, you know, they're still freaking out. Everybody's happy that he's there. Um, But, yeah. we meet Mac, who is his kind of semi-driver, um, the guy who takes him A to B, and... Uh, John Ratzenberger. It is indeed the man, the myth, the legend. And Lane McQueen goes in the back of the, the semi, and here we get the needle drop of the century with life as a highway. Um, honestly, you could make an argument that they might have used it too early. Yeah. I don't know if they expected it to hit like it did, but... This is the song that everybody remembers from the movie, mm-hmm. and it's played in not a significant part at all. Like you could, do they um, do they bring it back at the end? I don't think like so. Like in the credits? Mm-mm. Yikes! I know. Well, I don't think anybody expected it to hit like it did. But I don't know. Based on the freaking marketing, I just remember hearing that song more than I saw anything about the movie. Yeah, there, no, yeah, yeah, you know what, I agree. I think they use it at a time where it's like, honestly, you could have used it when, like, him and Sally are going for a drive later, or there's a lot of, yeah, I probably would have brought it back at least. Well, brought it back. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, we get the Life is a Highway montage, you know, we get overhead shots of the highways, cars going by. Um, cool to think of, about a uh, car, like, because it's like now think about the cars are actual people driving on the highway and then just an interesting concept i still can't get over just the world that car <laughs> okay um because what happened like i guess you could just die but i got honestly now that i'm thinking about it it's more so a metaphor because technically when i'm thinking like yeah you know cars driving on the highway it's like but there would have to be a person in it to be driving and that does happen all the time but then if they do get in an accident they die so the car would die too maybe this is a bigger metaphor maybe i was wrong about high level thinking for cars here but it has nothing to do with the story it's about the world (laughs) Yeah, so I think at this point we could probably end the podcast and just give it, you know, six stars and call it a day. Yeah, six out um, of ten. Yeah. Oh, what the? No. Okay, so uh, while Lightning McQueen is in the back of his semi, we get a call from Harv. This is also a weird thing that I looked up because I was looking, oh, who does the voice for Harv? And there's two people credited. Jeremy Piven is one of them. And then the other one is Jeremy Clarkson, I think is the dude's name. U.S. Uh, and U.K. Ah. Oh, okay. So Jeremy Piven. Yeah, real slimy. Did, did you ever watch Entourage? No. Is he Ari, in Entourage? Yeah, he's best character in Entourage. He's like, he's the dude's agent. His name's Ari Gold. Hell so yeah. knowing that character, he's great. It's just a jerk that um, does the voice of heart. Anyway, um, as they're kind of talking back and forth, he basically is saying how much he loves him. 
Um, oh, you know, you're the best agent in the world. Oh, you know, you're the best driver in the world. You know, it's a shame that I got to take 10% of your winnings, your winnings and all your merchandise. But that uh, is what it is. You know, it's like, oh, my God. You know, I just thought that was good. This guy sucks. Yeah. And, you know, you know, they're talking about the race. He's like, yeah, you know, you did a great job and you're going to get the win in this next one. Uh, I mean, I didn't watch it, but I'm assuming it went great. Uh, what a jerk. Lightning McQueen's a jerk. This guy's somehow worse. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, he says you got 20 tickets to the race. You know, I'll invite all your friends. Uh, just tell me the names. Silence. Okay, I bet you got so many that uh, you can't even think of them. So you just get back to me on that. Um, That's pretty much the conversation they have. Boom, hangs up the phone. Um, I don't know how easy it would be to hear him in the back. Also, now that I'm thinking about it, if Max is semi and he's just so he's like in his body. No, because Mac, Mac is the front. That's the front of it. The you back is just the trailer, like, holding. You him. got it, buddy. Boom. Got it. Um, but basically, McQueen says, hey, we got to drive all through the night. And at this point, you know, sun's going down. It's getting late. They've been driving all day. It's like, all night, man. It's, it'd be nice to, you know, stop. He's like, no, we got to be first. We got to get the Dynaco. He's like, I don't know, man. And Lane McQueen basically says, listen, you know, if it'll make you feel better, I'll stay up all night. And Max says, all night? He says, I'll stay up all night. Boom, edit, he's fast asleep, it's pitch black, who knows what time it is, also another great cut for me, um, editing in cars, honestly, there's like, I mean, it's not, it's not doing anything super flashy, but very tasteful for me, yeah. I think they had a lot of fun in the um, editing this, but anyway, Mac is dozing off, and we see these four cars arrive, or, and I don't even know what. I would call them like nitro looking need for speed. They're, for, like, they're fast, fast and furious cars for sure. Yeah. And you know, they're all neon colors and they're pimped out. They got spoilers and they're, you know, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they got lights on the outside, LED lights, just they're in there each a different color too, but they roll up on Mac and notice that he's falling asleep. You know, they decide to pick on him to say, "Uh Oh boys, looks like we got a nodder. And then they, you know, they start playing. Oh, looks like we got to play lane change. And uh, one of them, he's got like a like a record player in the back of him, and he puts on some relaxing music for him. And he's like, "Oh man, relaxing music!" And Mac falls asleep. So now he's zonked, still driving, by the way. Um, but they start playing lane change with him, where there's car on each side of him you know, passing them back and forth, switching lanes. And all of a sudden, oh, I missed. And then he goes over, and he's pretty close to the side of the edge of the highway, you know, pretty close coming up on the wall. Um, but as the, you know, when you get close to the wall, you, you start going over the bumpy stuff. And uh, that makes everything in the back of the semi start moving. You know, we see Lightning McQueen again. He's fast asleep. But, you know, he's moving a little bit. And some of the little bobbleheads that are in there. You know, the whole thing's full of Lane McQueen merchandise, but one of the bobbleheads starts moving, boom, falls off the shelf, hits a button, the back starts to open up, and Lane McQueen slowly starts to slide. Oddly out. satisfying. Yeah, until, like, the freaking thing hits the, mm-hmm. the ground and you're... 
But like that smooth transition, the like yeah. lightning coming out. I wonder yeah. how that would work in real life. I think that's pretty accurate. Anyway, Lightning McQueen falls out of the back pretty much. Um, and all of a sudden, Mac wakes up. He's driving. Um, but we're also, the way Lightning McQueen is facing, he's going opposite. He's on the opposite side of traffic. So as uh, headlights are coming towards him, he slowly starts to wake up and sees, oh, you know, there's cars coming his way. He's swerving left and right. Um, and I think he's got to, like, go out of the, completely off of the highway at one point because he just runs into three semis coming straight for, for him. But mm -hmm. it's the middle of the night, and like we said previously, he doesn't have any headlights, so he's just going by the, the lights that are out there. But he starts, you know, he's flying, looking for Mac, and he sees that there's this big semi that's just gone off the exit. And he says, Mac! So then he goes off the exit, and it becomes a big thing. You know, there's – we even hit a point where it looks like there's a train coming. So it's like, well, okay, so we know that there's trains too. I <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, train's coming. He beats the train. Uh, he catches up to the semi. It is not Mac. Um, he says, oh, I'll take the interstate, you know, to cut him off, get back on the highway, see if I can find him. And uh, first he, you know, he flies by a uh, police sheriff. And that wakes him up, and he's like, oh, here we go again. Turns the lights on. He starts going. Uh, McQueen's starting slowly to get into town. He's thinking, man, uh, this doesn't, you know, I don't see an interstate anywhere around here. And then as the sheriff gets closer, um, it sounds like this is an old, real old car who hasn't had to do this in years. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, we're hearing pops from the back of him, and he's just an old car, so that's just what's going on. But Layton McQueen thinks, oh, my gosh, is he shooting at me right now? So he's, you know, he's swerving. He's so, thinking, like, guns are a thing. Yeah. He's like, serpentine. Sir. Yeah, how would that work? Well, there's guns in Cars too, for sure. I don't know. <laughs> what the hell is Cars 2, dude? I can't <laughs> wait to watch this movie. It's a cinematic masterpiece. Um, give me Cars 2 instead of a good dinosaur. Anyway. Um, yeah, so he's going serpentine. Uh, flying all over the road. The sheriff's looking at him like, what's this guy doing? Uh, he runs into some barbed wire. Oof, just thinking about that because he's, you know, he's a nice race car. Just mm -hmm. getting all scratched up. No, thank you. Um, anyway, he's, he starts flying through the town. You know, we before this happens, uh, we do cut to the town. And it's just a peaceful little spot, you know. Um, everybody's real quiet and reserved. It's middle of the night. They're not expecting anything. Um, but it looks like there's no traffic that goes through here. This looks like we're in the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But on the way into town, we did cross a sign that said Route 66. Get your kicks. Keep that in mind. But anyway, Lane McQueen flies through the town. Um, he's destroying everything. There's a tire shop um called luigi's just fucks up all the tires his gas station you know he's just knocking things left and right you know he even scratches um a car's paint job it's like you know he's just causing havoc there's a statue in the middle of town oh, uh, i can't think of the name but it's like um the founder right yeah and it's got like a gold tooth interesting touch uh, yeah, so they have teeth. So, also, how does that work? Are they dentists? Well, it doesn't matter because they don't have to eat, do they? 
dude, I don't know. We're they breaking have tongues. The... Yeah, I, don't, I have no idea. I guess they need this... tongues to talk. Yeah. I don't know, man. We can't keep doing They could that. kiss. So, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know where I got the kiss, but earlier we were... Anyway, um, McQueen run. He basically wraps himself around the statue, and he puts himself in reverse, so the top of the statue goes flying. Um, it's on kind of a spike, and that goes boom right in the middle of the ground. And as he's driving away, we're just creating causing all kinds of trouble to that road. Um, and he, you know, he takes off again. And I think the statue he might go up like a little bit of a bump, and the statue goes flying, and um, it hits like telephone wire, which I'm thinking, man, how do they get that up there? Anyway, um, and the thing gets caught in the telephone wire. He keeps trying to go forward, doesn't have enough strength. It flings him back. The statue itself goes flying and lands right back perfectly where it was. God bless uh, it. Yeah. But Leighton McQueen ends up, basically, I think he ends up getting tangled in that power line. So he's just hanging upside down. And the sheriff he pulls up. destroyed the whole freaking town. Destroyed bro. the whole town. Sheriff pulls up and he says, boy, you are in a heap of trouble. He says. And it turns into a western. It does indeed. Um. Oh, I forgot. Also, I got to go backwards because there's a great line here. When we, like I said, when we cut back to the town and it's just peaceful, um, Fillmore, our like seven or 60s hippie van, um, I don't even, he might be next to Sarge, which is like an army jeep kind yeah, of. Yeah, he, he's like, yeah, that's where he's stationed. He's like, man, they're, they're sitting there looking at, they're just looking at the light. Um, it's like a, just a constant yellow light. And he's like, I'm telling you, man, every third blink is slower. Legend. <laughs> and he says, man, the 60s must have been rough for you. <laughs> um, so uh, after this whole little debacle happens, um, we cut back to Mac, who shows up at the L.A. Speedway, opens up the back. Lane McQueen is nowhere to be found. Everybody's freaking out. We cut the news channels. Oh, where's Lane McQueen? Oh, you know, we only got a week to the race. What could have happened? And then they even go real meta and cut, the, you know, we get a, a Jay uh, Leno car. Jay Limo, baby. He is titled as Jay Limo, which is great. We get a like an Arnold Schwarzenegger-like car talking, but he's just referred to as the governor. Very tasteful, I might add. Um, but everybody's wondering, you know, all of media, where's Lightning McQueen? So in a way, it worked out for him just because he's, you know, the talk of the town mm-hmm. by not being there. Anyway, Lightning McQueen uh, is woken up by this old rusty uh, truck um, who we come to find out is called Mater. And it's Larry the Cable Guy doing the voice for probably the best thing he's done in his career. Yeah. Right? For sure. Probably gets him the most cha-chang if he played his cards right. I'm, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. But anyway, we find out through them talking uh, that they are in a little place called Radiator Springs. Um, Lightning McQueen's basically, you know, he's trying to talk his way out of it. He says, do you know who I am? Major says, uh, yeah, of course I know who you are. Is your name Major too? 
She says, no, my name is not Mater. I'm Lightning McQueen, you know, famous race car. It's like Tuh Mater, but without the Tuh. Yep. There's another one. That, that's, you know, that's my favorite, dude. That's yeah. in my brain forever. And, uh, you know, Lightning McQueen basically is talking to himself. He's like, great, great. This is just great. Mater says, well, if you think this is great, you should see the rest of the town. You know, he's just having a ball. Um, and, you know, Lightning McQueen basically is thinking, oh, I can use this to get out of here. Yeah, you know what? Just let me out of here. I'd love to see the rest of the town. And as Mater goes to press the little button to let him loose, Sheriff rolls up. He says, Mater, what I tell you about talking to the, I don't know, the accused or whatever he calls them. And Mater just says, to not to. That's another one. That, mm. There's a lot of Mater lines that I'm like, mm -hmm. dang, this is the only thing people would say for years. Um, yeah, so they take Lady McQueen to like a like court, pretty much. I forgot what they called it. It's like a car, you know, court. Car court. Sort of thing. Um, and we see that everybody's in there. Um, this is when we first meet Doc, who is voiced by Paul Newman. Gotta say, big fan of Doc in this movie. Mm -hmm. But Doc shows up, and, you know, we're just hearing him talking to himself. He's like, I want to know who did it. I want to know who, you know, ruined this town because I want to throw him in a jail. You know what? I'm going to throw him in a jail until that jail rots. I'm going to throw him in a new jail. You know, he's just talking to himself all the way up until he gets up on his seat and sees that it is a race car, indeed, that causes trouble. And he says, nope. I want him out of my town, get him out of here, dismissed. And, you know, Lane McQueen's like, hell yeah. And everyone yeah. else is like, what the heck? He's like, I know his, you know, race car type. I don't want anything to do with him. The sooner he's gone, the better for us. And all of a sudden, boom, in comes Sally, who was a Porsche. <whistles> you know, Lane McQueen's looking, he's starting to sweat. He's saying, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Um but he's thinking to himself, you know, because I ask him, you know, where's your lawyer? He's like, I don't know. Uh, you know, he says some random island maybe. He's made her basically agrees to be his lawyer. Mm -hmm. And when Doc says dismissed, he says, man, I'm pretty good at this lawyer stuff. <laughs> good line. But Sally ends up being the like the town lawyer. Uh, she also uh, owns the, the Cozy Cone, you know, the little hotel spot in – radiator springs um who knows what it's needed for if they're cars and don't need to sleep but if you need a minute to well i guess they do need to sleep because they were sleeping they do i mean in the movie they sleep but realistically okay. would they need to sleep i don't know i don't know i don't know what's happening in this universe anyway McQueen doesn't realize that she's a part of the town because everyone else, you know, is not, um, what type of car would it be? Not any sort of sports car or anything. Um, so he sees her and thinks that maybe she is like one of his, I don't know, team or something. That yeah. Like the lawyer him. sent that person to come. So, you know, he's trying to flirt with her pretty hard, asking her about getting dinner, that sort of thing. And, when Sally basically brushes him off and says hi to the rest of the town, he realizes that he's in trouble. Um, and then she kind of makes the case that he's got to fix uh, the road because this is a town that's worth fixing. 
boom. So then, you know, she convinces Doc um, to let him fix the road. So that's mm-hmm. the plan. He can't leave until he fixes the road. And he is going to be put uh, in cahoots with a thing called Bessie. So who the heck is Bessie? And then uh, Mater says, oh, I'll give him a lift to the lug nuts to work with Bessie. Just good stuff. Um, I forgot Holy Portia. That's another line. Um, anyway, uh, McQueen is introduced to Bessie, um, and also like within this conversation, I'm meeting this big. Um, what would the thing be called? It's like the the pavement for the for the road kind of concrete that you concrete mixer. It's a machine that the car hooks up to to that. Yeah pave the road pretty much um but while they're you know while the sheriff is talking to him about bessie uh mater and he says you know i this probably isn't the best time but technically you owe me thirty-two thousand dollars in legal fees and he says what <laughs> <laughs> so i just think that that's you know <laughs> it's good stuff um so they basically say mater will you hook him up to bessie and he's like you got it Boom. He lets go of the little, he's got a little thing on the tire. What the fuck are those things called? A little boot. Yeah. Presses a button, boot comes off. Boom. Lana McQueen takes off. And they're sitting there looking as he drives away. And Maynard's like, I probably should have hooked him up to this before I let him go. <laughs> you know, and the, the way that they do it is timed pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, but as we cut back to Lane McQueen, you know, driving through, you know, he's he's feeling the wind. Um, Breeze, you know, he says something about the wind. You know, it feels good to be out. Um, but he slowly starts to slow down. He's like, gas? How could I be out of gas? What the heck? And then we see that the sheriff is right there with Sally, actually, in the perfect spot, knowing that he'd be out of gas. And they said that they... While he was sleeping, they, you know, took a, took his stuff out, and uh, he's not going to get away that easy. How would you not feel that? Like, How would you not feel gas? that? What is, so is that not food then? I don't know how gas works in the universe for me personally. That's the one that really is like, well, how the hell would you not know if you're out of gas? Wouldn't you just be, like, exhausted or something, you know? I don't know. Anyway, he's, he runs out of gas, so... They they were on that one for sure. Um, yeah, all I have written down is gas equals food? Question mark. Not sure. Um, as he's <laughs> pulled back into town, um, we meet Red, who is a well. We we saw him earlier too, but we just noticed that the fire truck in town is like really shy. Um, he's got like flowers in front of his place that he waters and he's got like a big set of tires that he also kind of takes care of. And he, you know, he just seems like a shy guy, but Mm -hmm. anyway, um, McQueen is put back on his, um, on this Bessie thing and it gets going he's realizing, man, this is going to take forever. Like this is a freaking workout. This machine's freaking huge. I messed up a whole bunch of road. He's just rethinking his life. And the, at the top of this thing, it's just spitting out like pavement or oil or asphalt. Stuff. Yeah. And it falls right on his lightning sticker. So, you know, he's got to be pissed. And that's when he looks at red 
and he's who is hosing some flowers i think he says you know he's basically trying to whistle him over to get him to wash off the asphalt that fell on him dude shy like i said takes off whatever um we also meet uh luigi who is like luigi and guido are the like the tire guys in the town and when Lightning McQueen basically tells him who he is, oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a famous race car driver. And he, you know, uh, Luigi gets real excited. He's like, race cars? Really? Do you know any Ferraris? And he says, no, I don't know any Ferraris. He's like, you don't know any Ferraris? He's like, no, 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 no. I, you know, that's, they're in, uh, like in Europe. I race um, here. I race for the Piston Cup. And he says, Luigi only likes Ferraris. So then he drives away. Um, would it be race car driver or would it just be race car? Good point. I don't know. Would you even have to call them cars at this point? Because they're all cars. I'm a racer. He's a racer. That's not true. They're not all cars because there's planes, there's trains, there's tractors. That's true. Did the did the train have eyes? I don't feel like the train had eyes. Well, then what the hell? Man, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anyway, at uh, this time we also see that some tourists show up, and everybody in the town's freaking out. Tourists, tourists, everybody getting positions. So it seems like this isn't something that's pretty regular to them. It's a big deal, and unfortunately, the road is still a mess because you know they haven't even begun starting to fix the road. Um, we cut to kind of a medium of the of the cars driving up, and I I'm guessing they're like midwestern, if not even more north, because they could they could the the wife sounds like she has like a Canadian slash Minnesota yeah that's accent, what it sounded like yeah like Minnesota whereas the husband his accent isn't as strong but I'm guessing they're midwestern you know like Minnesota mm-hmm. Wisconsin somewhere um, around there um, and you know she's saying oh maybe we should use the GPS and he's like I know where I'm going blah 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 I think they're kind of running the same issues that. Uh, about the interstate that a lot of people do you know people don't really show up to this town unless it's on accident Mm -hmm. anyway so as they show up um they're confronted by everybody in the town one at a time kind of trying to sell themselves oh do you need fuel you know i got the best organic fuel out there um i think sarge says something about surplus and he said no plenty of surplus i'm like what the fuck does that mean um Sally says something about staying at the cozy cone. You know, if you need a break, I'm sure you guys have been out driving. Um, well, they're cars, so I'm assuming they're driving everywhere they go. Who knows? Um, Luigi and Guido, you know, you need tires. You know, we got a deal on tires for you. Um, well, I, need, I know you need a fresh coat of paint. You know, everybody's trying to sell themselves. Mm-hmm. And um, nobody's having it, you know. Um, as the tourists drive by, they get closer to Leighton McQueen. He says, hey, I'm a famous race car. you got to let me loose or tell somebody that I'm here so I can escape because i got to race this weekend. Uh, yeah. And then they lock their cars, which is kind Great. of funny. But it's also like, why would you need to lock your car? Like, why would you need a lock on your? It's a good <laughs> gag, but it also makes no sense. Yeah. Because your body's on the outside, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's them. 
I'm hoping that these sequels answer some questions. <laughs> okay. Does anyone wear like like what would sunglasses be? Would it just be like a tinted, tinted? windshield? Yeah, I'd imagine it'd be like a tinted window. But would there really be a sunglasses? Because it's that's not something you can just take off that easily. Wait, what the heck? How come you're drinking, dude? Should I have gotten a drink for this? Because I feel like I need one if we're going to be theory crafting here. I'm just, you know, I'm parched. And I knew I was hosting this one, so I needed something to... A little liquid courage? Yeah, you can say that. Like Monster House? That was a good one. Come on, man. Anyway. Oh, and I, I mean it. That was a good one. Hey, we have a good show here. I, yeah, I'm, you know, we're, we're rocking and rolling. I wish you had a drink in front of you. Uh, I do. Do you? Empty water bottle. Oh, no. Bust of the week. Regardless, good gag, but confusion at the same time. Um, McQueen finds himself, oh, he, he overhears a radio that basically says, we don't know where Leighton McQueen is. Chick's the first one to show up at uh, the race, and as he's getting all the attention from Dinoco and everyone else. And then Leighton McQueen has a flashback, or I don't know, it's not really a flashback, but he's having a daydream. Revisiting um, that vision that he had. Yeah, review, revisiting the vision from earlier. Um, but instead of him being the one, you know, soaking up all the fame, it's Chick. So it's kind of resembling a Happy Gilmore, how he, you know, goes to his happy place, but, you know, it goes wrong. So mm -hmm. it's like kind of the same thing, but with Chick in his, you know, happy place dream, and it's just going horrible. So then that kind of re-motivates him to finish the road. And, then, you know, he revs his engine and he starts going. Um, so... Uh, somebody runs over to Doc and says, McQueen, you know, he fixed the road. And he's like, really? It's only been an hour. And uh, everybody in the town comes out and is looking at it, and it looks terrible. Honestly, it's more impressive than anything how he even would do that. But it's literally just nonstop bumps, mm -hmm. you know. And um, Sally, you know, can't, you know, she can barely say anything. She just has her mouth open, and she says, it looks awful. And McQueen says, well, it matches the rest of the town. And, you know, that's just devastating. Gross of the year, dude. Devastating line right there. God uh, bless you. Yeah, bless you. Um, and, wow. But, she, you know, and she just, oh, you know, she can't even think of anything to say. But, basically, Doc's like, okay, this kid's a jerk, so I'm going to teach him some uh, of his own medicine right here and he challenges lightning mcqueen to a race he says if i win this race then you gotta get rid of this shitty road that you just tried to fix but made it worse and you gotta redo it but if you win then you can leave and go off to your race he's saying what are you kidding me this old ass car run it let's go so they do. They're, um, you know, they're not on a road. They're just in the middle of the dirt on this dirt track, and they're, you know, they're getting ready to go. Um, and they say this line, which I don't know how to feel about, but it's fine. You know, Lane McQueen's talking himself up again. This seems to be kind of his routine before races. He says, "Float like a Cadillac, sting like a like a Beamer." Fine. I don't know. A little too on the nose, maybe for me. But I guess, I don't know, this whole movie's trying to resemble real life, so I can see how it's kind of fun to use something like that. So is there not a 
Muhammad Ali car. So, so would there re- not be butterflies? All I'm going to say is racism must be a huge problem in the cars world because literally every car has their own stereotypes about them. Then, because like even look at as the Porsche comes in, you get this kind of vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. He looks at like all these pickup trucks and stuff that are at his Rusties and Mater. It's mm-hmm. like there's something here that we this we need to break down the cars universe. Look uh for the at the Talon Brothers YouTube channel for a five hour video essay on breaking down the entire history from the birth of Jesus Christ <laughs> to the apocalypse, baby. So is there a Jesus car? I'm telling you. Keep going. I'm going to look into this a little bit. So the race starts and, you know, dust is covering the start of the racetrack. And Lane McQueen takes off. And then as the dust settles, we see the dock still sitting there. Everyone's like, what are you doing? You got to go. He's like, oh, whoops. Looks like I'm at a little bit of a late start. And before he goes too far, he says, Mater, why don't you come with me? He's like, really? Why? You know, this is a race. And he says, I just have a feeling that we might need your company here. Um, So they go off and they're just cruising. But we cut back to Lightning McQueen and he's flying, you know, he's talking to himself. He's like talking about he's a stupid old man who doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, Also, I got to say, Lightning McQueen calls this place Hillbilly Hell. I don't know if I like that, but they refer to it multiple times in this movie as being Hillbilly Hell. Hey, they drop a little kind of on the blurred line of a swear in a Pixar movie. Uh, Lightning McQueen comes on a sharp turn. Uh, Maybe not completely sharp, but regardless, they're on dirt. So instead of pulling this sucker off, he goes right off the side of a cliff into a bunch of cactuses. Doc pulls up with Mater and he, you know, like he knew that was going to happen. And Doc goes on to finish the rest of the race basically kind of rubs it a little on his face that he didn't know what he was talking about. He's got to fix the road. Then Mater um, violates McQueen by hooking him in the, in the, in the rear, pulling him up. Just kidding. But yeah, so that's kind of the, the scenario that we are in. Um, so now we're back to McQueen, uh, right back to fixing the roads. Um, and honestly, uh, at this point, he is actually doing a good job. Again, I think it, I, it might be like the next day or something, um, but he's got maybe a quarter of the road done. And it honestly looks great, you know, so they're driving on it. Mm-hmm. And um, we hear one of the cars say, oh, Ramon, I haven't seen you get that low in years, you know, because he's like a low rider, which is nice um but you know everyone's like oh wow you know this is great it's so smooth and everybody's wondering well where where is he at then where's mcqueen and doc pulls up to the sheriff and he says oh did he try and run away again and he says no um he just wants to you know he keeps going over that track and trying to figure out what he did wrong and you know we we even hear mcqueen um messing up that turn again he's like every time i do this like on a track this works perfectly i've never had this problem on a real track um so he's kind of talking him 
himself through. But he's got this real – I respect the competitive. Oh, yeah. This was, like, has. the first glimpse of me going, like, yeah, now I'm starting to like Lightning McQueen a little bit. Yeah. Oh, also, I got to say, when um, when Mater goes on the, ro- the new road for the first time, he says, oh, man, I bet the roads on the moon are or ain't, <laughs> ain't as smooth as this. I'm like, so are there astronaut cars? I don't know, dude. Check I don't out, know. When you get a chance, maybe towards the end, we can check out this link I just sent. The title of the article is World War II Happened in the Cars Universe. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, Doc goes up to him and just tells him, you know, um, that it's a lot different driving on dirt than it is on a track and that this guy's not as smart as he as he thinks he is. Mm-hmm. And honestly, McQueen's a real jerk here. You know, we see like a glimpse of him. Oh, yeah, I kind of respect what he's doing. But he just really, you know, basically, Doc says, you know, sometimes you got to think outside of the box, you know, in the scenario. Sometimes you got to go right to go left if you want to go left. And McQueen has a good line. I don't have it written down. He's like, oh, I get it. Right to go left. That makes sense. Maybe in opposite world, that would make sense. But whatever you're saying doesn't, you know. Um, and then he basically takes off and throws dirt in Doc's face. And Doc's like, oh, what a jerk. And he drives off. So then as McQueen's around in the turn again, he's thinking, you know what? I'm going to try this again. And he does. And he turns right. And what do you know? He goes completely right. And he goes again right down into, I'm, I'm assuming, some cactuses. Yeah. But then there's like a big cactus that we see, you know, falls, and we hear him scream. Nice little physical humor. So right they there. can feel pain. I'd imagine so. So when they crash, it must be extremely painful. I'd Absolutely. Okay. Just going to throw that out there. If World War II happened, that means that the car holocaust also happened. Continue, Luca. Okay. Um, practicing. Um, oh, we, we go back to... Um, there's a part, there's just a quick shot of them kind of refixing up the town while everybody, you know, um, Guido is painting the outside of the their little shop. Mm-hmm. A nice little, like, 50s teal-like color. Yeah, they're, like, getting a reboot on this town, baby. Love it, love it. But we also see Ramon um, spray painting, like, a wooden fence. I don't know why that seemed like that's like one of the one things i'm like oh yeah that seems pretty practical in this universe that's how they would paint things and that's the end of that practical list of how things make sense in the cars universe um anyway um sally goes up to lightning mcqueen and you know basically says hey you know you don't have to if you don't want to but offers on the table if you want to stay at the cozy cone with me, then you feel free. You can. She's like, not with me. I mean like here. And she's like, not here with me. But like, if you wanted to, you could stay at the cozy cone. Cause I'm sure it's more comfortable than when you're staying. And he's like, Oh, okay. Okay. She's nice. like, no, I didn't mean it. Like, 
but I just, you know what? I'm going to go. And she drives off and he sees that she's got a tramp stamp. She's got a freaking tat in the back. And then, you know, she's plus, she's like, what? You saw that? No, I just, well, uh, and then drives into her, you know, she's not going to. Technically it would just be a bumper sticker, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know because technically then he would get like three tattoos in this. Yeah. I don't know. Continue. We can't. Uh, we can't keep getting caught up on it. Why can't we though? <laughs> no, because we got two more movies. Yeah, like it's gonna yeah. become a disaster. These other two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. So then, Mater basically is put in charge of being the one to stay up with her, watch over McQueen at night. Um. And he says, "Hey, got a. I got a great idea. We're gonna go tractor tipping." So that's what they do. It's like, what the heck? You know, who does this? Who goes tractor tipping? So Mater, we see Mater sneak up. And uh, I think he just honks his horn. And then the the tractor falls on its back. And then we hear pretty much fart. I'm sure this is great for three-year-olds. They're like, um, <laughs> this is the best movie ever. Because of this. Um, then once you get over five, then you start questioning things. Then anyway, say, as soon as you learn actual <laughs> history, and then you're like, no, honestly, on it, what you could make like some history books, but with like cars like characters <laughs> to teach young kids about actual real life history if you wanted to. Yeah, I'll go right up the World War II chapter real quick. Exactly, honestly, Dr. Seuss stuff is very, very much covering some heavy. shit. So you could technically do it. I don't know. Yeah, but Doctor Seuss stuff isn't based in reality. It has realistic themes. It's a good point. It's not this planet. It's a good point. Um, (laughs) The cars exist on Earth. Yes. He name dropped Europe. He's talking about real cars. Oh, they're yeah. I mean, they're the race is in Los Angeles. They're here, baby. (laughs) Um, So what happened to us? We never existed, dude. Have you seen well, 2001? Have you seen the uh, <laughs> like the Pixar theory? Hmm. That's like Cars takes place like after Wally, and like we actually never recover, and then they like take place, or it's something like that, where it's like Cars is like post-apocalyptic. What, how would that work, though? That's if, the thing. So basically, the Pixar theory is completely, like, it, it's impossible because World War II happened in the Cars universe. Yeah, and, you know, even him saying something as easy as, like, man, the 60s wouldn't have been great to you. This is after Wally. Like, they would have no recollection of. Anyway. Man, we're really just. Keep going, baby. We keep running into a Wally. <laughs> with the logic of this movie. Anyway. Um. They go tractor tipping. Uh, Lane McQueen gives it a shot, but he doesn't have a horn. Didn't know that was a thing. But yeah, it doesn't have. Would race cars need horns? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Do they have them in real life? I don't know. I just saw something sick for the first time. Like someone, like I was watching a NASCAR thing, and like I guess NASCAR uh, cars, you can like pop off the steering wheel to get out. Like you have to. Hmm. So like you pop it off, it's all springy. 
Learn something new every day. NASCAR, man. You want to give NASCAR a watch this season? Oh, I'll go ahead and pass on that. Um, so Lane McQueen gives it a shot, and instead he just revs his engine really loud, and it causes basically the remaining all of the remaining tractors to fall back and to release a one big fart, which I'm sure is great for <laughs> the kids. The kids. Um, but Mater starts to hear a noise. He's like, uh-oh. And Lane McQueen's thinking, what? And then, then there's like the, well, what is this machine? Um, um, it's for like crops and stuff. But yeah, it's like I, big uh, old mean. Uh, I'm not a farmer. farmer. I don't know. But they're getting chased off the property pretty much by this evil look. Honestly, the only thing I remember those from is, do you ever see a movie The Happening? Is that where the anyway, plants come alive? I don't know alive? why I'm bringing I don't want to bring up a movie. Is that where, where the plants just kill people? Suicide. Yes. There's one of those in there. I'm sure is is the I'm... is that the twist in the movie? Is that plants kill people? Uh-huh. And I just know it. Like, that's the only thing I know about the movie. So I'm, I'm sure guessing how, it's... I'm sure that's how people feel about The Sixth Sense that haven't but, seen it. They're like, oh, yeah, we know the twist. But, but, it, but, like, does it happen at the end where you find out, like, the plants are killing people? Yeah. And it's just because, like, you, it plays it off like everyone's committing suicide. Every, nobody knows what's happening, but all of a sudden something, you know, will twitch in somebody's eye and then they just automatically go to commit suicide. And at the end, you, you know, we find out that there's plants that are releasing these fumes or something that, you know, cause you to want to kill yourself. Oh, and then some people, say, some people say just watch Cars 2 and you can do the same thing. Just kidding. Just kidding. Instead of uh Honestly, as of right now, I'm gonna guess that Cars 2 isn't as bad as we think it is. I can't wait, dude. Cause it's got Michael Caine in it for sure, and that makes any movie better. Michael Caine was in Jaws 4. You don't even know the real name of it, so you can't even talk. Revenge. That's the third one, isn't it? No. Fourth it's one's the revenge. Third one is Jaws 3D. Hello, worst movie ever made. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> this is so stupid. Okay, it doesn't have a horn. Tips like 19 of those suckers. Dude, we're like uh, a third into the movie, bro. No, we're good. We're good. I only have a couple. Yeah, I only have like this page and then the back page. And okay. Um, yeah, so basically on their way back, you know, uh, Mater's giving McQueen a hard time saying, you're in love with Miss Sally. And she's awake looking at him. So, you know, there's something going on here, which it's like, honestly, if you're her, any attraction, what is happening? Like, Do cars is, fall in love? I would imagine so. I'd say anything with a Cars have sex. I don't know how that would work. Put it in the tailpipe? Or is the tailpipe the butt? Because, I mean, technically you still could, but it wouldn't. They have mouths, so I'm guessing they can for sure make out at least. But that's weird because, like, you can't really move, so they'd have to, like, park. There'd be a lot of teeth. A lot of teeth going on right there. <laughs> they, know, mentioned, they mention it in the article. They say that in Cars 2, they make mention of someone's mother, and the mother is actually there. So that means that a car has been birthed by another car. Okay. So how does that work? 
I don't know. Can you hear this person cutting their grass outside? Nope. Okay, good. Okay, so during this conversation, this heart-to-heart that Mater and Lightning McQueen are having, um, you know, McQueen's just talking about, you know, he might get a little too truthful here, but he's just talking about how excited he is to get out of here and how he was destined to win this race and how he's sick and tired of, you know, being in this small town and sick of all these rusty cars. And Mater says, I'm a rusty car. He's like, no, not, not you. You know, I mean, like other ones, you know, I like you, which it's like, ooh, not cool. Um, but he basically, you know, Mater tells him like his, you know, his big wish. Because, you know, McQueen basically says, oh, you know what? I wish I could have more than anything. And Mater counters that and he says, I just want to ride in a helicopter one time. So helicopters are a thing. Helicopters are a thing. And unlike Mac, if, as we find out at the end of the movie, like, they can have, I don't know. We'll see. Continue. So after, you know, Lightning McQueen basically says, you know what, I'll, if, I'll help you out and get this done if, if I can. Um, and Mater, you know, before they say goodbye, he says, you know, I knew I made a good choice. And Lightning McQueen's just looking at him. He's like, what, you know, what do you, what do you mean? He says, I'm choosing my best friend. Good. That's the best line of the movie, dude. Yeah. And then you're sitting here and you're <laughs> Which is, you know, it's a it's a double whammy because it's nice for Mater because he obviously doesn't seem like he has a lot of friends. Uh everyone in the town's nice to him, but I wouldn't say he's like going out hanging out on a Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And we already know the Lightning McQueen as cool as he is, literally has zero friends. So it's the double whammy. Um Good moment. Best moment in the movie. <laughs> well, it's it's a good one. Um, no, I hey, I'll t- I'll let you know when I'm like, ooh, yeah. Where we'll get there. Um, McQueen goes into his cozy cone number one. Um, turns the lights down. Sally watches him go in. She's got a smirk on her face. We cut to the next day where we look outside and we're looking at you know Sarge's little. Um, little hut thing his little spot which is right next to Fillmore and Sarge is starting off the morning with the um, national anthem being played and then Fillmore starts playing the guitar Jimi Hendrix version uh, of the national anthem. So guitar Jimi Hendrix exists I mean car Jimi Hendrix. How would you play a guitar if you're yep okay (laughs) And, you know, uh, Sarge is like, turn that racket off. And then Fillmore's like, come on, man, you got to respect the classics. These are the moments that I live for. Anyway, um, Lightning McQueen, um, I think he's finishing up the road, but he also um, has like a nightmare. And it's again a revision from the scene earlier um but instead of him instead of chick uh it's kind of the same scenario but all of a sudden the tractor thing um from the cow tipping is chasing after him um so he's just having nightmares about that which is you know whatever um mcqueen goes over to um 
I don't know where they're at, but Doc and Sheriff or somewhere, you know, getting, fixing something. He says, hey, can you fill me up so I can finish uh, my work today? And Doc says, no, go over and wait at flows. And he's like, you know, I'm trying to get out of here as fast as I can. And you're literally preventing me from that. So he goes off and, you know, he's pissed or whatever. But I think he hits something, you know, just out of frustration. And it goes like in the back um, of flows where there's a sign, you know, it says keep out. It just looks like an empty garage pretty much. Mm -hmm. He goes in there. There's no lights. But as he opens the door, light shines in. And we do indeed see a piston cup. It says 1951 on it. And he's thinking, what the heck? This dude's got a piston cup in here and it's got like tools in it. You know, it's just another hunk of junk. And, you know, he, he starts to look around the room some more and he discovers there's another, there's two more piston cups in there. And you got 1952 and 1953. What so you're thinking, heck? what the hell is going on? And he puts it together. The doc is the one indeed, Hudson Hornet. The Hudson Hornet, baby. The motherfucking Hudson Hornet. And then Doc shows up and is just like, get out of here. He says, what you know, are you doing? I, I told you, you know, there's a sign on the door that says, do not enter. And then McQueen, you know, he's just avoiding these things left and right, saying, you're the Hudson Hornet. Oh, my gosh, I can't believe I never put it together. Yeah, you must have so many stories. You have three piston cups in here. And, you know, Doc hits him with a pretty good line here, and he says, um, I knew you couldn't drive, but I didn't know you also couldn't read. I'm like, dang. I took that one to heart. Anyway. Lots of good uh, roasts in this movie. For sure. Yeah, you got to love it. Um, And, you know, he kicks him out. Uh, Well, actually, I think they even get into an argument. And, you know, he's like, I can't believe you quit on, you know, in your prime like that. And he says, you think I quit? And then he turns on a light you got a little newspaper clipping of a bad accident that doc was in in 1954 that ended his career once he got put back together his words so we know that even after a crash you can get put back together okay when does a car technically die is my question when their engine dies if you get a new engine is that like open heart surgery yeah well what's the brain i don't know so many questions like what to what point you know because you can keep fixing up a car to last forever but like i don't know let's say you start putting a new door on this thing like at what point is just the body of the car you like what makes you you is it that i think the body of the car is like a shell like it's like because they change up their stuff they get paint jobs and everything so it's like basically changing your clothes you know getting new stuff I don't know when we start getting to the internals and I'm not a big car guy, so I don't know much about cars. Yeah. We're kind of, I'm right there with you, but the battery, the engine, well, you got to change cars, batteries, no matter what, like those don't last infinite. I don't know. Continue. You did well in your cup. Yeah. He, Malayan McQueen races out of there and he goes to talk to everybody. He's like, Oh my gosh, you know, Doc's a famous race car, and everybody's laughing at him. He's the Hudson Hornet. Oh, he won. He's got three piston cups. Mater says he did what in his cup. And Sally comes over and basically says she starts filling up Layton and Queen. And you know, um, the sheriff, you know, he's he's getting locked and loaded. He's getting ready. He's like, oh man, this dude's about to take off again. And she's like, no, I trust him. 
and she invites him to go for a ride. He says, go for a ride? And he says, or she's like, what, you big race cars never just go for a drive? He says, you know, actually, we don't. So she fills him up. She turns right, and, you know, he's standing there, and he's hesitating. He's thinking about it because he could leave if he wanted to. She said, hey, are you, you know, I forgot what she calls him, but she said, are you coming? And he starts going, and they start riding, and then we get a nice, beautiful little montage here. Good moment. Of, of them flying through the country. Um yeah, you know, there's jokes in here of like running through stuff and he's got stuff in his teeth. There's a nice waterfall. Some bugs. Yep, bugs. But then hold on, because I forgot there's like a there's like a thing, right? I don't know if it's here, but like like there's cars that are like little bumblebees or whatever. Let me look this up. You continue on. I'm pretty sure there's like bug insects. Like, I mean, car insects. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I have no idea. But, um, you know, as they're driving, they come to a destination that um, it was called the the Wheel Well. The Wheel Well, I think, motel. Um, and it used to be like the most popular stop on the, on the route. Um, it is no longer working. Um, you know, they just basically talk about the glory days here of what this was like. We get Sally's backstory where we learn that she used to be a bit of a wild child. You know, once she became of age, she just, she pretty much drove and didn't look back. And she just stopped whenever she fell apart. And that's what happened. And she just so happened to fall apart in Route 66. Um, so the doc and sheriff, you know, fixed her up. Um, and you know, Lightning McQueen asked, well, why, you know, yeah, that's fine. You stopped here, but why didn't you, um, okay. Um, he says, you know, I understand you stopped here, but why didn't you, um, why didn't you go back? Cause she was from like California or Los Angeles. I don't know why that I, that one lost me for a second. Um, and she's like, because I really like it here. You know, I, I grew to love it. You say, and, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> um, and she kind of tells a story about how Route 66 um, became irrelevant because they built an interstate to save everybody maybe 10 minutes. So on a map, we see a line. You know, we see this all, you know, this road that goes all different types of turns and through the country and stuff and then all of a sudden a line starts getting mm -hmm. drawn right through and they draw yeah, i love this part they created an interstate so um it's real sad too because they have like a big sign you know welcoming everybody and once they built that interstate nobody needed to go the long way anymore so they just stopped do you think if you get on Route 66 and you drive now that you'll come across like a Cars, Radiator Springs kind of place? I don't know. You know, I know that I, I don't know. I think that'd be a, it wouldn't even like, I'm not even talking like Disneyland big, but like a small little town that's like, car, that's car stuff. I don't know if, it, if the whole, like, I'd be shocked if they had like the whole town but, Dude, Disney's got freaking buckets. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. 
I, I personally would be shocked if they had the whole town, even though it is just one strip. Um, but like, I could see the wheel well, you know, something like that, like just one big thing that you could drive by that mm-hmm. that thing doesn't even work. You know, it's not open. So it's like just more like a monument thing rather mm-hmm. than actual businesses, like flows being open or stuff like that. Imagine um, like a, you got a gas station, you get a restaurant there, a gift shop. It would, it could absolutely work. Also, I haven't talked at all about the really old car. Um, nope, it's fine. Continue. Yeah, I just, not one of my favorites. Maybe I'm being biased here. But anyway, I just feel like I was thinking about it. I'm like, wow, I haven't said one thing about that. But she's, she's like the wife of the founder. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's, there's some good bits with her while he's fixing the road. Um, anyway, 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 interstate ruined route 66. And here is where I think the best line of the movie is. Sally says, you know, there used to be a time when cars didn't drive on it to make good time. They drove on it to have a good time. That just makes me think, you know, we've all had those stories from our grandparents Mm -hmm. about, oh, you know, we used to just drive up and down this one street. You know, there wasn't really much here like there is now. So that was what we did is we just drove around. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. dang, that's a good line right there. That's a good line. That's a good one. Um, And at this point, um, they play a James Taylor song, which I think is also fitting for just the environment that we're in. And... uh, we're, you know, we're back in the town, you know, seeing things kind of being fixed up. Uh, I don't know. I think somewhere in here we flipped a switch and now, you know, we're getting the real. Now, now I'm kind of like, yeah, yeah for sure. Baby. For sure. Um, now I'm getting the pics I love. I, th- uh, um, I don't know if the, the road is fully fixed yet. I, don't think it is, but we get a part where Mater basically says, hey, if anybody asks, you know, we were, uh, what does he say? We were breaking mailboxes or something. And William McQueen's like, what? And then all the tractors start coming uh, in the middle of town just causing havoc. And they're the same tractors that they tipped her, you know. Yeah, it's from the same ago. spot for sure. So it's like, how the hell does I'm confused on why this is happening, but they're all coming straight for the statue that the fire truck red is really attached to. You know, he was worried when Clayton McQueen was driving around and all these tractors coming straight towards it. So he does like a big honk and then they all tip and it's a big laugh once again. But anyway, uh, fart this time, I I, I'd imagine. So you can't not do that on a third time. But McQueen is looking for Doc, and or no, he goes to find like a lone uh, tractor that went off outside of the pack. And when he does that, he notices Doc is sitting there on the track that they raced on previously, and he's you know, I don't know, he's you know he's by himself, so he goes um, over to talk to him. Um, yeah, we just see Doc driving. Um, there's some nice slow-mo shots for sure. Um, I don't know. It seems like any time the Lane McQueen shows up, Doc's just in a bad mood, to be honest. So it's not a very warm um, 
not a very warm welcome. But Doc also, you know, talks about how he was never given a chance once he had his car accident. Once he was put back together, you know, he was ready to go. He said he had a lot left in him and nobody wanted um, anything to do with him. You know, they just went on to the next rookie. So we, it kind of makes sense why he's a little bitter towards mm-hmm. the racing, the young rookie racing car at the beginning. Um, but yeah, so they, they, the McQueen's trying to have this moment and it's just, you know, not really, um, really working at all. But, uh, at this point we cut and the road is now finished. So now everybody is just in disbelief because the road looks, it looks just incredible. Um, uh, he, Blayton McQueen goes around town and he basically, uh, he gets a new paint job, you know, he gets new tires and he's just like a full makeover pretty much. And uh, Chuck Berry's Route 66 starts playing love. Hell like th- yeah. this moment, from this moment on, I think it's like yeah. awesome. Yep. They really, really bring it at the end of this movie for sure. I agree. Uh, but yeah, they're playing some Chuck Berry, which is great. And I, I don't know why, but I love moments like this when somebody's getting a makeover or something. So yeah, he's getting a paint job. He's getting, you know, um, here and <laughs> it's a great exchange between um, Luigi and him because he's talking about what kind of tires he wants. He's like, oh yeah, you know, these black things. He says, no, 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 no. You know, uh, the if you get black tires, it just, uh, it, you look at the the track and it's the same color you get a lot you know it's not even there what you want are these white tires you know it's a whole thing so he's like okay yeah i'll take and i gotta say the new paint job dude that's what i'm saying mcqueen is sweet like that's the that's the skin in a game that i just use like it wouldn't matter if it was the main one or whatever you get the cooler one at the end it's like nah, this is the skin i'm using baby yeah this is the it's, freaking Lightning McQueen look. I wish, I, I wish that he kept it for the actual race. I'm I sure know that's that's why I remember first watching it. I was like, oh, dude, this is sick. And then he probably, I'm sure, because those are all sponsors that were yeah, he along needs the brand side, deals so, and stuff. So I, I guess it makes sense. But I still, I I wish that we would have got um, that. Oh. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he gets a makeover. Uh, town kind of surprises Sally. You know, they they turn on all the lights, and then we get hit with maybe my my favorite song of the movie. Um, I don't know. I'm, I fucking love Cheryl Crow. But anyway, they start playing "Life Could Be a Dream," and they turn on all the signs, and all the stores are are fixed up, and this is my favorite moment when it's like everything's powering on baby yeah you know what it's like what it's about a time in hollywood yeah it is yeah and uh and i love yeah. that part of the movie too yep so yeah the whole town you know it's alive again and the music's playing and everyone decides to go for a drive you know this is kind of that moment where you're thinking oh Sally and Queen, here we go. Will they and won't they, baby? And the older lady car, I can't remember what her name is. I have it written down, but she basically skirts right in there and takes McQueen for a drive. And then Mater asks Sally for a ride. And that's hey, you know do. what? I love that moment too. Yeah, yeah like, I absolutely. think 
Yep, yep. Totally heartwarmer for sure. So they're driving, and then we see, like, in the distance down the street, there are, you know, these bright lights coming. And everybody's thinking, oh, you know, we got tourists again. Here we go. Let's go. And boom, spotlight on Lightning McQueen. It is like the paparazzi in full. They found out where he is. Everybody's trying to get an interview. Hundreds of cars there, you know, asking how he got um, how he got there, blah, 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 blah. You know, at this point, Liam McQueen almost doesn't want to go. You know, um, I think even before this moment, the they after he fixed the road, they thought that he was going to leave immediately. And the sheriff was like, hey, you know, I'll give you a police escort. He says, no, no, it's, you know, I got some other stuff that I want to mm-hmm. do, you know. He's in no rush at all. Exactly. And then that's when you get this great moment and you're just like, oh, this movie fucking kills. Um, But yeah, the paparazzi show up and he gets taken away. And, you know, everybody at this, especially Sally and Mater, um, because he didn't really get to say goodbye. Mm -hmm. You know, that was the thing. Um, And that's been said before in this movie, too, where, um, you know, leaving without saying goodbye is kind of a big deal to them. And we discover some as what they're leaving one car looks at doc and says thanks for your call you know letting us know see how he's like you called them he's like yeah it's you know it's the best for everyone he's like yeah best for everyone or is the best for you so then doc uh but it is ass yeah what are you gonna do um we then cut to kind of another promo for the big race uh, people say that the country is shut down for what people are calling the race of the century. Um, I guess if you're a car racing, it's got to be. Yeah, well, it's got to be. You know what I mean? It's, it's got to be. be like the big thing, I guess. Um, this is their Super Bowl, baby. Yep. And then they do another very tasteful thing here where we we get another um, thing from the beginning, the very start of the movie where it's pitch black and he's talking himself up. Same deal. Pitch black. Speed. Speed. I am speed. Flashes of race cars come back. And, you know, he's talking himself up again. Mm-hmm. Float like a butterfly. Sting like. And then, boom, we get a flash Love it. of him in Route 66 and all the groups there. Love um, it. So he's having second thoughts for sure. And he's kind well, of. Well, he's just distracted. He's got more on his mind than just one freaking one track mind, you know. And that makes mm-hmm. sense because he's a race car. One track. That's all you need to worry about before his you know his uh i'm trying before his daydream can even end kind of uh his distractions over um he's forced uh, you know it's his time to get on the track and the race is about to start and you know we see that mac is his crew that's all he has to put gas in him which i think is also kind of nice that you know you know he doesn't have really any friends, so it's like Max's this is the one buddy. Guy that's always on. been. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. This is the one guy who's always been there for him. It's more of like a butler in a way. It's almost it's like, like an Alfred. Yeah, I was about to say it's more like Alfred being there, but that that made me happy that that's kind of who his dude was. But even when the race starts, um, Lane McQueen is you know he's a late start because again he's he's having these daydreams um, of Radiator Springs, which I think is awesome. Um, and the race starts and he's going you know trying to swerve his way back up front and he keeps thinking about radiator springs so you know he ends up 
uh, going right off the track and he's sitting there trying to get started and he's like, man, I don't know what's going on. I just can't clear my mind. And then we hear over the headset, you know, Doc saying, oh, I didn't come all this way uh, to see you lose this. And, you know, and he's like, Doc, and then we cut and we see everybody's over there. And he's like, oh, you know, we're here for you. But most importantly, um, I made her didn't get a chance to say goodbye. And then Mater says, goodbye. Okay, I'm good. <laughs> but, yeah. Doc- Here's the thing. It's great, but very quick turnaround for Doc. <laughs> Doc is in his full um, Hudson Hornet. You know, he's if he's going to be there. He's, he's showing, showing up, up dog. He's showing up. So he's got his Hudson Hornet. And I got to say, I'm freaking pumped at this point yeah. watching this. I'm like, yeah. We get, like, we're about to get to the best part of the movie, dude. Yeah. Oh. They're dogging my man. Yeah. <laughs> that's the all time right there. That's my favorite scene of the movie I ever written <laughs> um, It's mine, too, dude. It's, it's the equivalent of the. Chalubi, baby. It's so much better than that. <laughs> but no, 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 no. Yeah, when I'm is. watching, when I'm watching, you know, yeah. you just anticipate this one scene, and then kind of after it's over, you're just waiting. You know, you're like, I'm now I'm finishing off the movie. Because as soon as that scene happens, I'm like, okay, that's what I came for. You know, when I watch I don't know anybody Z, else who loves that's like a throwaway line that's like really, really funny. This one hey, like has build up. And it's like a full thing because the whole time, um, well, what's his name? No, uh, yeah, I know because it's yeah. like he's he's yeah, he said like three words this whole movie, and this is like their. Um, you're right, but I will say shout out to one of our fans, hmm. Heather Walker. Oh, sent me a video the other mm-hmm. day. Okay, and it all it was was, hey, I'm sending this to you, and it's the, he's watching Monsters Inc. And he was like, Chalubi, baby, <laughs> cut off, and I'm. Yep. I was. I had the biggest smile on my face. I was like, "Thank you." That's all. I, I gotta need. find you a shirt or something. This I need it, dude. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the crew shows up. Um. Oh, also, before the race starts, this was when we get a shot of like a plane going by, right, and piston cup in the air, and we get jets flying by to start, and it's like. So there's jets. Yeah. So that's, so that's what I'm saying. So now that there's the TSA, right? So that means that a plane that was actually a being crashed into a, a, the World Trade Center. But then why do you need the TSA? Wait, how do they travel in Cars 2? Do they travel by plane? I don't know, dude. So is there like bigger planes and the bigger planes can fill up like Matt can? But then that would be their actual body. I don't know. I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll continue this when we get to Cars 2, which is, at this point, it's got to be the most anticipated (laughs) one. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. So um, we see that the the crew has showed up, and meanwhile – uh, we see Chick's crew kind of right next to them, and they are talking some heavy shit to my man Guido. And you know he's you know he's like, "What the heck? Get it?" You know he's because he's you know he's foreign, so he, most of the yeah. time when he's speaking, it's not even in English. Yeah. 
So Luigi's like, no, wait, listen, listen, listen. You'll have your moment. And I we cut it. back to the race. Are you freaking gay, me, dude? I yep. freaking love it. We cut back to the race. And, you know, Chick is, you know, even though there's only three of them, that's still not going to stop him from trying to get the edge. So he knocks McQueen again. And then McQueen starts driving backwards. And he's like, oh, what? This ain't shit. Whoop, goes forward again. You're like, oh, this is so good, dude. Um, but um, McQueen pops a tire. So he's got to he's gotta get in there and get his tire fixed or else he's going to – and he's got to do it quick or else he's going to be a lap behind. Um, yeah, so I think – I think I know how this works in NASCAR. So if something like that happens or someone blows a tire, yep. they go and they pull off. And if they compl- – and then, like, that's where the – that The car other people in. do a full lap pretty much. They got the yellow flag. Yeah, and you get a full lap to get it done. And if you can't get past – if you can't make it in front of the pace car, Mm -hmm. then you're a lap behind. Yep. Big brain, NASCAR. And then after that, my knowledge is literal fecal matter. Like that's how much (laughs) I have. It's just the remnants of what you eat as a human being. So while all these other cars have, you know, whole crews of people fixing their tires, you know, we just have Guido is really the only guy there that's going to be fixing the tires for McQueen. But McQueen pulls up, and in two shakes of a lamb's tail, we hear, boom, he's out of there. And then mm -hmm, fixes all the tires like that, McQueen's off. And everybody, you know, Chick's whole crew, jaw open, all their mustaches fall off. Killer. And McQueen makes it out before, you know, uh, he makes it out just in time. It's just, you know, it's, it's criterion-level cinema right there. I don't know what else to criterion say. Criterion-level. <laughs> Restore this. Um, anyway, um, then we get the, the famous – so there, we're in the race again. It's close. And I think there's only like 10 laps left. Chick hits McQueen. We get the classic – got to go right to go left or i think in this scenario would be the opposite yeah. i think he turns left so that he can go right to go back you turn the track but that's what he does and it works and it's in slow motion and it looks fabulous um they also do a couple shots in this that i think are very cool because i don't know if you've seen bullet or death proof these are kind of two big movies that you know are famous for their car chases or just angles, I think they do a good job of um, kind of shooting the the mid-race stuff, you mm-hmm. know, with cameras to the side, you know, by the wheels. Um, there's one part in slow motion where the car basically goes over the camera. So it'd be like the camera going under. Uh, just, they just do some really cool stuff mm-hmm. um, with like the drifting moments and that sort of thing. All that stuff is shot pretty well. Honestly, there's no, in like a lot of the previous Pixar movies, we can point out, you know, individual shots that are stunning. And yeah. in this one, there's not necessarily any, you know, that really stand out like that. But we like a lot of cool said, camera stuff. Like that's what I'm saying, like with the speed and stuff like that. Yep. They yep. gotta do some weird camera trickery and things like that, which is what I wanted mm-hmm. to look I yeah, I think like the editing sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so there's more like montages that stick out that are filmed very well. And like you said earlier, some of um these racing scenes are shot live action style yeah um so 
that being said yeah so this is in slow motion uh he goes left to go right boom everybody's cheering uh i think we at this point we yeah uh we come up mcqueen takes a heavy lead we're coming up on the last lap um uh, you know mr second place says well you know i'm at least if i'm gonna lose i'm not gonna lose to the king again you're going out with the fat l boy knocks him king just goes flying oh baby my God. just devastating and the way that they do it in slow motion you know we see um a resemblance of the old doc hudson crash and also maybe some foreshadowing of something that may happen later <laughs> so the king what's wrong luca i don't know is uh he's just nope ko'd kevin Weir times a thousand he's broken yeah. he's just sitting there uh like what the hell they're like this freaking old man just died and before Lightning McQueen crosses the finish line, which he's heavily in front, he could cross it, you know, at any point. He, like, make, he gets, he gets like right to the he, finish line. He makes an effort to stop literally like yeah. a foot in front of the finish it's line. It's like, just go like, and then Honestly, it's like, you him. could win and go back and, you know what I mean? Just yeah. cross it, drive around, push him so he can finish. So, I am a little selfish, so I still would have. But I wouldn't even. Like, is that selfish at that point? It's just, you're still helping him. It doesn't matter. Like, at that point, in this race, all that matters is who gets first place. So what happens is you let his person that nearly killed him get first place, and then you go back and help him. Or you could get first place, go back and help him, and then the guy that lost looks he like He just gets to finish the race. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. Um, regardless, McQueen stops. Chick crosses the finish line. Um Cause, and he's there for a minute after he stops. You're like, what the heck? Um, he he drives back and he pushes the king so that he can cross the finish line. So Chick won. He pushes across the finish line. Um, everybody's cheering, you know. Um, devastating. Like, like you said, I would have won. And I would have just went back and also still helped him. You know, at that point, if you're going to make an effort to stop that close to the finish line. That, that's what I'm saying. If it was anything like if he was a lap back or whatever, and he's like. Personally, okay. I would have stopped there and stuck my tongue out like earlier and said, um, to get to the finish line. But anyway, um, we see Chick in front of a bunch of cameras. Um you know, talking about his win. No, you know, nobody's cheering at all. It's literally throw the piston cup at him. <laughs> and he said, come on, where's the confetti? Where's the cheers? And, and they, they literally shoot him. shoot it at him. Like really, he's like, ah, ah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So that's good. That's good. Um, the Tex, the main head of Dynaco comes over to McQueen and, you know, he says it was a beautiful race. Um, and ask him if he wants to be the, the face of Dynaco. And McQueen says, you know what? Uh, it's an honor, but these guys gave me my big start. I was nobody before them. I think I'm going to go ahead and stick with them. Rusty's baby. So uh, Tex, you know, he, boom, sports it, 
but you know, it's a so noble thing to do yeah. for sure. Um, is he the one that says, "Is there if there's anything you we can do for you?" Yeah, yeah. Or is it the other, or is it the king? No, I think it's I think it's text. Yeah, okay. the He said, "Well, you know, the there is there is one thing." Then we cut. We see a helicopter fly over with Mater in it. He's freaking out. So is I forgot is is Mater getting like carried or is he in the helicopter? He's in it. So that first of all, so we separated the body and the vehicle with Mac. This is not. This is he's inside the helicopter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, now that. They probably have hooks or something. I'm like, how would he stay in there? You know what I mean? But anyway, um, we come back to the town. We just see how it's filled with people now. Uh, there's a dock museum uh, that people can go and see. And famous race cars are actually like in the movie and have cars. Um, have the names. I just, I don't know any famous race car people. So I'm not going to do but, like, that we justice. Get the, we get the neat little uh luigi guido thing yeah they actually have a ferrari show up and um they they're freaking out and you know fall over and it's great um again we have they start playing the song route 66 again but this time it's a john mayer version which i still think fits um and yeah it's a nice little kind of a happy little bow on top everybody in the town is doing you know good um yeah it's just a nice little happy ending mater mater cock blocks a little bit yeah they're definitely about to kiss for sure and mater shows up and but that's cars that's cars what's your thoughts lukey as i started the movie i'm like yeah like this and then we got into the town stuff i'm thinking oh, maybe this didn't age well. Maybe I'm just stuck in, you know, 2006, just when this first came out. But the longer it went on, I'm like, no, these characters are good. And then once the last third of the movie kicks in, I'm like, no, this movie freaking rocks, dude. I'm all for this movie. Do I think it's top tier Pixar? No, not necessarily. You know, I don't put it in the same breath as something as Wally. Um, is Monsters, Inc., Nemo, pretty much any of the stuff um, that we've done previously. Um, I, think it's be- I think it's way better than A Bug's Life, honestly. Uh, I think that A Bug's Life, you know, they're kind of reversed in a way because I think A Bug's Life like, has a good moral of the story, but it's just a little snoozerish, and the animation wasn't there yet. It was just real by the numbers by a company who makes their name by going above and beyond every single time. And for this to be the movie to come after Toy Story 2 and come after Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, um, The Incredibles, no, it definitely doesn't, you know. Um, it's not, a, I don't think it's as good as those. But I don't think that it ends the run by any means i think the success of this movie is enough to show that you know it does just enough to keep the run going on and then we can say that it ends at a later point yeah um it's just you know it's not one that's gonna blow your hair back like something like the incredibles 
but it's maybe like a, a type of story that we've seen before just done really well. Yeah. I can, um, I can agree with the thing of it does just enough to like yeah, say sure. that the street doesn't end here. Especially yeah. cause we got a couple <laughs> bangers coming up, baby. So for me, I, I, you know, I feel comfortable with this being having a grade of like a, like a B plus, you know, probably um, on a good day, maybe an A minus. But you know, when you look, even look at the the lower tier of the top Pixar movies, you know, I don't know if it's quite there yet. But this, you know, I don't know. The Pixar movies are so good, you know, whether it's the story or the music or just everything about them, you know, they they just bring so many things to the table. Yeah. Uh, maybe this doesn't bring as much to the table as some of those, but it definitely made its impact on the culture. And I think that I'm always just going to be too nostalgic to have a real argument other than me just being biased when it came out and how it affected me and my family. And to say, I just remember when it, how big it was. And I've always just thought, yep, cars is cars, good stuff. Mm -hmm. And then people, I didn't like realize that there was kind of a counterculture of people who didn't like cars. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? You know, like there's some people who really don't like cars. Uh, which is fine because it's like, what does my opinion matter? But um, to me, you know, I definitely don't think it ends the run by any means. I think that it, it it's, yeah, it does just enough. Um, any thoughts before we get into the categories? No, I just think, yeah, like I can agree with it does enough to keep the run going. I like the characters a lot. Uh, I'm intrigued after getting the re rejuvenated uh, look at it. I'm intrigued to see where these sequels go. Especially so weird. So weird the way the direction that they went. But you know, I'm excited to Cars three Cars three seems like the sequel that should like should have happened. From what I basically know about I it. I just uh, I barely remember Cars Two. And I saw Cars Three at a drive in and thought, Man, I've seen this story a hundred fucking times. Oh, okay. I like I don't know. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, favorite side character? Let's get out the ones that we've already kind of said. I'm assuming ours are the same. I have Guido and Luigi. Mater. Really? Yeah, I love Mater. Yeah, Mater's good. Mater's good. Just so I'm different, you know, because, yeah, okay. I, love, I okay. love the Guido moment and everything. But uh, Favorite scene? but honestly i love the the light up into the go yeah, on a drive have, like the I drive down the, the road i have guido's revenge and then fixing up the town yeah both of those killer um is there a best shot you would say i don't know man something about neon turning on so like just the how they're that's something too in this movie is the lighting in this movie especially with the town you see them play around with some stuff that i think mm -hmm. is important um, especially later on as we get into like Incredibles 2 and Toy Story 4, the lighting is insane. So this is a good kind of stepping stone there. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'd say, I don't know, one of those cool neon lighting shots. You're, you're right when you say like not really anything stands out, but that's mainly because a lot of the shots that we like is stationary, you know, or like mm -hmm. something in like in cars, everything's constantly moving pretty much. That's that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. So, huh. Cause it wouldn't really make, I mean, I guess when they park and she talks about route 66, 
that's the yeah. that's the longest we get of them just in the same location maybe and or the courtroom wow that's a good yeah that's a good take actually um do, do you have a best line for you he did one is cup is it really that's not no, the best i don't know one. i like that one i i i it wasn't committed to memory but that they used to drive for a good time yeah, not to make the, a good time yeah, i think that's yeah, pretty it's, brilliant it's not uh you know back in the day people um didn't make this drive to to like make a good time, good time. they or to make good time uh they drove it to uh, to have a good time. good time. I think that's a great line. Mm-hmm. That's for sure my line of the movie. Um, rating the music, uh, like a I don't know B minus maybe. Like it's are we pretty including, good. Are we including the soundtrack? I that's the only thing I'm including. If we're oh, okay. talking, yeah. Like I, would I don't have, remember I, the freaking. I would have like all. a Cars CD. I guess you know. I thought it was, you know the music's pretty good in it um good mix of you know different things um i'm not a country yeah i'm not i'm not a big country guy but even that stuff you know i don't know it works i like cheryl crow life as a highway is fine they throw some classics in there i think that yeah i'd say it's like a b minus for sure um when you're talking about something like finding nemo that's like god tier so this is okay this is like a you know what i mean big facts um i think it's it deserves a little better than like a c but yeah i think that it's fine um ideal age for this movie um i'd go on the younger side but yeah i'd go like three to five it's um, a toddler movie for sure yeah yeah you gotta have because that's when movie. that's when you're into like just making your freaking hot wheels crash into each other <laughs> <laughs> this helps you this helps you like oh maybe there's a personality to this car you know get you thinking about that okay so ideal age uh we kind of gave our uh overall grades uh did you have a favorite voice work from somebody well finding out that larry the cable guy that's not how he actually sounds i mean that's pretty impressive that he keeps that going and that's a distinct sound that you would associate with him and that's not his actual voice um i mean michael keaton though is great and he's great in when he shows up in toy story 3 as well i just love michael keaton so whatever he's in give me that hopefully batman beyond dude i saw something about like oh maybe hbo rumored hbo max series it's like that's not rumored stop making false headlines that's not gonna happen but (sighs) so you're going michael keaton yeah or larry We didn't get any, we didn't get any, uh, what is it from Owen Wilson? Uh, what's this freaking thing? I'm blanking. It was right on the tip of my tongue. What people always make fun of Owen Wilson for saying. Wow. Wow. We didn't get one of those, dude. Yeah. Yeah, we didn't. Um, If he did that, then yeah, he would have won, but I think he loses the battle for this. I'm just trying to think of what sticks with me the most. Honestly, the chick who does Sally, you know, she's in what she's in Jumanji, she's in and Jerry Maguire. Um, Sally really sticks to me. I think Doc is great. Doc, yeah. I might go Paul Newman. 
Paul Newman. R.I.P. I might go Paul Newman. R.I.P. Um, this was his last movie. And to to cap it off, what tier? Like a B B tier? I say it's probably for me. It's probably lower towards a. the top. It was no. It's probably top of B. Like okay. Before we get into it, you know, because I think that there's a couple Pixar movies that people are really like. You either love it or you hate it. One of those is Up. And I personally am, will probably watch Cars before I'd watch all of Up. Um, I don't know why, but somewhere in the middle of Up, I just turns into a real snoozer for me. Uh, I tend I to agree, but we'll I, see. I don't think that it has a big, like at least in this one, you could make an argument, yeah, maybe it's a little slow, but like the last third gives me my money's worth. There's a so good ending in Up. Yeah, he, he the very up. end of Up is super good when he goes, yeah. For sure. Um, even even when he discovers in the adventure book, that's a powerful moment. Very, I think Up is a movie of moments. Yeah. Um, with like a like a fun concept. Yeah, like a fun little adventure movie that's not so, much more, but then you get those banger moments, and then everything else is kind of yeah. like, what happened? Yeah. Well, wait. There was like a weird guy that has attack dogs, but they could talk and. Yeah. There's this whole conspiracy. I don't know. So I like this more than I like. I'd say it's like the probably at the top of my uh, B tier um, right there with. I don't know. I really I really like Monsters U. So for me, this is probably right around there. Um, But like I, I have a hard time putting it above something like Coco. I think Coco's really good. Um, Toy Story 4 is really good. And I think those are sort of things that seem like kind of bottom of the, the A tier for me. Um, but those are all so good that I, I don't think I can put Cars like above. Yeah, them. I agree. Uh, yeah, so I think that Cars is probably like a B tier, like top of B tier for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, this went better than I thought it was going to go. Um, well, you thought I was just going to crap on it the whole time? I never can tell. Uh, I, I was nervous, and I think that this is a debate that's happened so, or that's been going on for so long that I didn't know what to expect. So, are you excited for the next one? Is the real question. Of course, I am, dude. The Messiah, let... the Messiah, uh, directed this movie. Yeah, go ahead and well, what's the next movie for Antus? Ratatouille. And then after, yeah, and then what's after that? Dude, are you kidding me? We got two bangers, bro. I'm excited. Get ready. Pat Oswalt gives a great performance in Ratatouille, and you just need to hone (laughs) into that because I freaking didn't even know it was him for a while. Oh, really? Yeah, and then I was like, oh, yeah, that is his voice, dude. Freaking killer. I just, I had an, an awakening because I'll admit just. I think movies, for the most part, it's all about when you see them, I think. Um, and I watched 2001 when I was maybe just getting into high school and my uncle showed it to me. And I couldn't have cared less. You know, I was so confused and just was probably on my phone for most of it. And I thought, visually, yeah, this movie rocks. But I didn't really think of anything other than that. Last night, I just watched 2001. 
I, I, greatest movie ever made. Maybe. That's literally how I feel right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. So like I'm, I couldn't be more excited than hey. I've been to like Wally. That's that I was gonna say. It's good that 2001. You know, Wally takes inspiration that's, from these. That's what I'm saying. I want to watch Interstellar again. You know, that's kind of his nod to. Wow. Holy shit. All, all I will say too, something to keep to look uh, at in Ratatouille is it's praised. It's praised more than live action movies for how it displays like a kitchen and how it displays like an active environment like that. Yeah. So, I mean. My sister, that's what my sister does. And my grandpa too. That's what they made a living doing is uh, they're in the food industry. So, um, yeah. I don't all know. Right. They, they love it. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad that this went well. And um, no, it's good. You know, I was a little nervous. I'm like, had a few weeks off. Hopefully, no hiccups. Normally, I botch the beginning of these. Um, but no, good, good episode. I honestly, all the all the Pixar ones, I'm having a I blast. Mean, we knew it, though, dude. That, that's what we made. That's how it all started. Yeah. So, um, have you all, also, before we hit the road, have you gotten a call back yet from Brad Bird or... Nah, still waiting. Still waiting here. Um, Probably by Incredibles 2 episode, we'll have him on. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, yeah, Ratatouille's not going to happen. But we'll aim for Incredibles 2. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good goal. If not, we can go back and do like Jack Jack Attack and stuff like that. No, we'll just, we'll do On Twos, but for Mission Impossible 4. (laughs) (laughs) 4. Tomorrowland. No, but Ratatouille. Um, tune in because it's going to be a good one. Anything with Brad Bird, uh, the goddess of animation. The goddess. Oh, I didn't mean. I guess I didn't mean goddess. But no, he's the the man. He is who I pray to every night. Um, and yeah, um, glad you guys could tune in, Nate. Love you, brother. I'll see you, bud. <laughs>